Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 41, 42, and 43 of The Fires of Heaven, The Craft of Ken Tover, Before the Arrow, and This Place, This Day. Enjoy! Welcome to season five, episode 18, um, episode 112, uh, 112 if you're counting. Um, so before we get into anything else, I do want to give a shout out to some new patrons we have. We have Gary D and JCB. So thank you guys, new patrons. Hey, JC, what up? Hey. Yeah, so good deal. Um, also giveaways, lots going on right now. I'm doing uh, i think i've already announced winners for everyone but one that's going on right this second i think it's a facebook one but um we'll do more next month um we gave away two books this month so it was actually kind of cool uh one of the guys nice. in black tower won, won one of them so uh Rigged. i was kind of excited Rigged. yeah <laughs> yes, no we love them <laughs> yeah it's okay and, and the other one was uh someone a twitter one so that was a lot bigger contest so the first book giveaway was on tiktok i think there's only like five people entered it so <laughs> false on tiktok you have a good chance of winning because there's not as many people <laughs> versus like twitter we have a ton of followers and it's a yeah the chances of winning are small um other things going on we did hit a new uh new i guess milestone i guess i don't know uh two hundred thousand downloads total boop, boop. y'all are crazy yeah, yeah. so yay <laughs> i guess um yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, Jordan Con, of course, is coming up next week for us. Um, so I am getting all prepped and ready to go. So, we want to um, see you all there. Yeah. So excited about that. This episode will come out on Tuesday. And of course, we're leaving that Wednesday. Uh, the next day after this episode comes out to head down to, or at least I'm leaving Wednesday night or Thursday morning. I haven't decided yet. We're still working that out. Um, but Thursday night, I'll be down there. Um, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all that good stuff. Um, and we do have a guest tonight. So, um, as we mentioned patrons earlier, sometimes we have patrons come on and um, you've heard some, our Bella, our highest tier patron comes on from time to time, David, but we actually have a second Bella. Um, it's just Remy and it's Remy. Me. Yeah. We're Bella. So happy to, yeah. Bella. <laughs> Remy. Yeah, <we're> so, yeah. <laughs> so happy to have you on. And as uh, it's always exciting uh, when we have patrons on as guests, cause it's just, it's fun. <laughs> Um, so Remy, tell us about your Will of Time uh, journey or how you got into, maybe how you found us, or I don't know. Tell us about yourself. Long about walks on the beach, fluffy animals. I don't know. Um, well, my, my gigantic hundred pounds, what large peanut. Well, that's a surgery. Wait, no, we're not doing that. Um, the uh, accepting applications. I am single. Um, I have very high standards, but large penises are, I like it. Um, so, and I do have a hundred pound Rottweiler lying next to me. So fluffy animals, check. Um, but, uh, so wheel of time, I actually was, um, very resistant to wheel of time. Originally we're going like 15 to 17 years ago. I was with my first major relationship. He was super, we're like, I think we're talking like 2004, 2005. So we're already like midway through the series. He was really, really into it. I was already into fantasy, but you know, we're talking with like Harry Potter, uh, uh, EverQuest, World of Warcraft, you know, Lord of the Rings. I grew up on the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. Um, he had every single wheel of time book and kept trying and trying and trying to convince me to do it. And, uh, and didn't happen. And then I left him after 
or six years. And then I foolishly uh, entered into uh, a relationship that wasn't great, but I'm very blessed because like, as I said, when we were warming up, um, we're very, very good friends now. He's one of my best friends. Um, and I'm very lucky uh, when that type of thing turns around. And, yeah. uh, but we would go on uh, long car drives and on the car drives, he was like, you know what? Just, just give it a shot. I'll put on the audiobook. Let's listen to it. And this is back in like 2009, 10. And I was like, you know what? I, I can't like, yeah, this is, this is the and best. Hook. Yeah, this is, the, once you get through the first book, because I'm very much a magic system oriented person. And this has the best magic system of any fantasy series I've ever read, heard about, researched anything to the point where I have a, a tribute tattooed to the gray Aja because mm. the grays are my thing. Diplomacy has always been my thing. Like I actually have a quote, my favorite quote from the Wheel of Time now I have translated into Elvish like actual, like legit Elvish and then tattooed onto me. So we've cool. combined the universes. Yeah. So I really nice. just, um, ever since I started now, like I said, ever since 2008, 2009, I've listened slash read the series upwards of 10 times. And I always find something nice. new every time. And like I said to you, before we started recording, um, I hold your podcast. I, I really don't like podcasts. Um, I'll put that me right neither. Up. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't get on board with them. Um, but you guys make me feel like I am reading the book for the first time again. And that is something that is so hard to capture. And you guys are great. And I relate I to uh, <laughs> uh, um, but it's, it's something that like I, it's really hard to capture. And I relate to you guys all on a different level because you're all so different, but also so similar. Um, so I just, like I said, I know I'm a hardcore lurker. I'm not very good at discord. Um, but I, like I, me. yeah, Liz, but Hey, yeah, obviously I love you cause I'm Bella. So yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. up, David, let's mm-hmm. both be on together. <laughs> Bella does <Yeah>. unite. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be hilarious. That's <laughs> what we should do next time. Bring them yeah. both. That's about to be a Friday night. Yeah. Delayed episode. <laughs> like seltzers all around yeah there you go go. so yeah um well going into personal life um i'll do mine first um i'm not gonna go too much into detail about it but um um as you guys know i recently had a kid um decided this was gonna be my last kid and made that official last friday so i took the plunge or the scissors or whatever you want to call it and snip snipped and um Oof. Got a vasectomy. So good for you. <laughs> so no more kids for me. Um, at least not my kids. I, we can always I guess, adopt or, you know, who knows, but um, I, I'm not creating anymore. <laughs> I mean, so, isn't it reversible though? Yes. Um, no guarantee. No guarantee. Uh, that's one thing to go through the consultation is that like 60% of the time it does work to reverse them, but um, <laughs> 60% of the time it works every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> the good so it can be reversible, a maybe. Um, <laughs> there, there's a lot of scar tissue damage when you do it. So they don't, they're not pretty about it, Oof. apparently. They, they go through the whole detail of what they're going to do. Like, yeah, we're going to cut it, they're going to tie it, they're going to burn it. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Shoot it with a BB. We're just going to cauterize your nuts. We're going to take you when you're done. <laughs> take a sledgehammer to it, you know, and then you're done. Yeah, you're good to go. Uh, have fun. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I felt that when you said it. I'm oh. not even a man, and that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm uh, a little bit sore, a little bit painful, but um, uh, I'm on the on the mend and doing, doing just fine. Nothing that a well, little bit I commend of a... you for making that decision. Yeah. So uh, uh, Chanel and I have actually had that conversation. She's like, would you 
want me to do it or would you do it? Because what you what you would do is potentially reversible. What I would do would not be. So, mm-hmm. eh, we'll talk no, about it is, but a lot less likely to be able to be reversible than a right. dude. I'm just yeah. saying, yeah. as a lady, gotta say, put it out no. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How about you guys for personal life? What's going on? Let's see. After last episode, I was talking about how I was getting ready to go to the beach with the girlfriend and her family. So we did that, brought my two youngest kids, and uh, it was a great time. Wasn't awkward at all. Like her family's super cool. Um, the weather wasn't like perfect beach weather, you know, for the springtime, but we had a couple of nice days. There was a heated pool. So even though we weren't out in the ocean, we got to do a lot of swimming with the kids. Um, so really, yeah, really good time. Uh, so things are, things are going really good in that arena. Um, good. We like we're that. trying to, and we got another beach weekend, a couple weekends from now doing outer banks with some friends. So like, I'm just, I'm ready for summertime to be here and I'm, I'm Jones and to get out mm. there and hit the waves and everything. So yeah, yeah, pretty excited about that. Still at Fort Bragg, uh, should be wrapping this up within the next month. I finally get an MRI next week so after i've been so slow on everything oh my gosh you have no idea like this morning i I talked to my nurse case manager and i went in i'm like i'm supposed to meet with her every monday and i sat down and i was like got any news and she was like no and i was like all right i'm not complaining about you but i need to complain a little bit about this process like i've been broke for a while i don't think it's where i need surgery i'm I'm confident i don't need surgery but also i want to know exactly what the problem is so as i start to rehab and hit the gym again like i know what to avoid like not to have this injury again because when it was bad it was really bad like just laying on the floor not being able to move bad and i don't want that to happen again so anyway she's like yeah i get it it's just switch with TRICARE and everything, we're bound to the same rules as all the other insurance companies. So the doctors have to justify everything and it's all about the money. And I, mm-hmm. anyways, here I am weeks later. Still don't know exactly what the problem is. A little frustrated. Uh, luckily, I'm close enough. I could go home on the weekends and see the girlfriend and family and kids. There's guys here. Frustration. <laughs> well, I mean, it's you can see the room behind me. It's just blank walls. And that's, <laughs> that's it. There's a giant closet. Look at how big you can't really tell. It's that a huge, huge walk-in closet. For barracks? Oh, wow. That's pretty yeah. big. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not too shabby. So, so anyways, you, that's life. You, you mentioned the beach and you reminded me a couple weeks ago. I went to the beach with my kids and family and and um I was down with my oldest two, um, a two-year-old and four-year-old. And of course the four-year-old, I don't have to watch as much as the two-year-old because she's suicidal sometimes. Uh not really, oh. just 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 two. So she tries to kill herself. Uh, just like, I'm going to go climb a cliff and jump off. Like, what are you True. doing? Uh, so, but like so that. I'm like, so I'm kind of like half watching my son, but then really following my daughter around. She's two. And all of a sudden I see him carrying something like running over to me. And was like, it's like, look what I found, dad. Look what I found. I found a penguin and he's carrying a dead <laughs> seagull. <laughs> like, the beach, like, I found a penguin. I'm like, all right, put it down. Let's go inside. We got to wash hands right now. He's like, oh, man. he's like licking his like, fingers. <laughs> see, the thing is, I would have, I would be like, let's dissect the seagull. So at yeah. least, at least Ooh, you're not parasites. dealing with that. Yeah. <laughs> it brought, oh, it brought, egg, eggs inside here. It brought back Let's college memories from when Adam Demansky, one of our friends, and I, uh, we uh, we found a dead seagull. It, do you remember this with his uh, with his ex girlfriend? Like, intentionally oh yeah yes. oh yeah so, no, we, he we, was looking for ideas and he trusted I was looking us, for ideas to like pull a prank on her so he trusted us and so <laughs> we went down to the beach we found that seagull and we put it in a box like a little like can 
and put a lid on it. And then he went over to her house. and was like, I got a present for you. And like left in our doorstep. <laughs> and she went to open it up. And like the head popped up like a pop-up. Like a jack in a box. What's in the box? Oh, God. That's dead seagull. Those were the days. College days. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were like talking about when you were in middle school. Uh, no, that was no, college. It's college. And gotcha. the great thing is, sticks to pick it up. I didn't pick it up the hands. A bunch of us talked about it, and we all thought it was a great idea. This was co-signed by many people. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. Let's give her a sketch seagull. Yeah. Romantic. Yeah. Um, they're very romantic. Um, they, did, they didn't. They, get, they really... did not get back together. No, they did. <laughs> Yeah, that was not a good peace offering. So, anyway, Chris, what's going on with you? Um, I had a great, great first two weeks of work. I'm loving the new job; like, it's phenomenal. Nice. And my new boss, if I can call her that, supervisor, leader. What I don't know what word to use because she's not like a boss. Like, she's very instructional, and she guides. She's more of a mentor. She's a good and boss. She's a great boss. That's how she Great be. boss. I've never been in a situation where I, I can't say that I've had a couple of okay bosses and then bosses that are great friends and people that aren't necessarily meant to be bosses. So I've had those, but this is a situation where I'm like 100% comfortable with her for no reason. So it's really great. And I'm enjoying that. We had a really awesome event last week and it went very well. We, tripled our um showing of people like showing up of course i went out and canvassed the community the college like handing out cookies and telling people about this event that was going on in the moment and then hurting them into the door so it's great you know you you don't really tell a six foot six black man no (laughs) (laughs) unless you want something specific yeah well yeah right (laughs) (laughs) anyway and I mean, this past weekend, what I, oh, I was actually in Lynchburg this past weekend and went up for a uh, meet over at Randolph College. My athletes did fairly well. They were not too far off of their personal best for the season. And well, what actually they bested their personal best of the season and were very near um, setting personal best overall, which is really cool. cool. And I was on my feet for 14 hours, but it was great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I've you know been working on my weight and working on getting back into shape and that's been going well. So all is yeah. good on this end. I'm in, I am enjoying life currently. Yeah, no complaints. Good to hear. Were you coaching <laughs> the, the, the throwers? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. It's even cool. Like the college that I'm working at is D1. It's just not like big D1. It's small D1. Like, Little D. D. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually met some of their track team today. So I'm going to be going out and throwing with them a little bit and officiating there so that'll be really fun cool awesome yeah, awesome cool remy anything with personal life with you you, can, you feel free to share if you want i know right um, well actually it's funny that you just said that chris because i just started my job my new job two weeks ago um and i have been obviously listening to you guys and chris i know that you were uh really unhappy in your old one and it's a shame because it hits extra hard when you're a teacher and you're dealing with kids and that's not like just working a regular office job, like you're a secretary when you're, I, I've worked with kids a lot growing up. So like, I feel you. So like, it sucks yeah. to have to go through that. So like, I'm so happy that you're happy. Like you're happy. That makes me, that warms my heart to hear. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm starting my second week of my new job. Um, 
I took over a product management for a very large HVAC install department in my area. Um, so it's kind of that you don't really expect a girl like me to be in the trades, but I, I, from what I hear over the past 10 years, people don't, they're like, oh, you, you're in HVAC and plumbing. I'm like, yeah, let's dig up those sewers. Let's put in those furnaces. Technicians are my jam. But like, I love this company. I'm very happy. So um, I feel like I've found my home after a really long time of searching over the past two years. So that's very, um, my entire life has kind of been an upheaval over the last two years on top of the pandemic. Like it would have been anyway with everything going on and then the pandemic on top of it. So like, I feel like I'm finally setting, settling down. Um, and I'm That's also, good. I'm also a, a creative uh, contributor for one of my very best friends who is a well-known photographer in her realm years ago um, that an artist is just put out the first book of a nine book fantasy series that she's writing Ooh. an epic fantasy series. Yeah. Oh. Which is like Lord of the Rings meets Stephen King meets Ooh. true blood Did but like book? I'll read it. <laughs> it well the first book was just published on i think wattpad for free so okay. like but but what we're doing with it is at the same time she's also an artist and a photographer so it's going to be a fully illustrated series so oh, for every yes. cool. every big scene and like even in between we're going to be doing and we have done already pictures like one of the shoots was like a ten thousand dollar shoot where we were suspended 10 feet up in the air for a tea party and like it was so That's i cool. i get to be That's a creative, awesome. yeah so i get to be a creative contributor but i also get to play in all the the images for the series past slash to come the villain like the main villain so that's really cool and the villain's name is deception so it's like oh. her whole but yes yeah, so it's mm -hmm. um so we're, we're launching back into that um the series is called the reliquarian it's not very well known at all so i can't even feel like i'm tooting a horn but like the reliquarian seriously if like if you if, if lord of the if, if if wheel of time and stephen king had a baby it's and with a lot of philosophy, like that's what okay. the series is with this, that's what this is gonna be with a lot of images. So but I get to make the costumes, the props, I get to like be in all that. So like that's very near and dear to that's my awesome. heart right now. And like yeah, we're we're launching back into it. So yeah, the reliquarian, check it out. Very cool. It's the only thing that I cool. like put out there that's me. Obviously, I'm a very private person. But uh, other mm. than that, yeah, I'm just like, I got my new place. I'm buying all my furniture. <laughs> I'm, this is the first place I've ever had by myself in my whole life at 35. Nice. So nice. I'm, uh, I'm building a lot of Legos. And, <laughs> and, and, and destroying some. Yeah, and I, oh yeah, that's right. My, my new piece that's like a, it's like a, it's a, like a 2000 piece build that costs like $200. I, I I got like a quarter of the way through and uh, I got so into setting up my set that I knocked over my progress so far and I kind of destroyed oh, my my three hours, no, probably like five hours that I've put into this Lego build, but it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it because this is more important. Totally I, I've, I've done minor plumbing. The only major plumbing I've done is on boats, so uh, which is can be gross um oh yeah you just well, had some major plumbing done last weekend what are you talking about uh, <laughs> snip snip <laughs> well yeah. it's actually it's funny you say that so i i say plumbing but my main my main for almost eight years was drain and sewer services mm. and i was literally oh, was handling ripping out and putting back in main sewer drains so, so the worst <laughs> the worst job i ever took when we're working on i used to work on boats um was a boat that had been on the hard which means it was out of the water for years and some guy bought it 
and put it back in the water. And he says, my head doesn't work. It won't flush. Oh, no. Stuff at the bottom of the holding tank had petrified over the years, being in the hot sun and and just sitting there. So I was underneath the tank trying to unscrew it while uh, Ty, the other guy I was working with, was with a stick on the top trying to mix things, like trying to break it up. And I finally got the unplugged and it just, I put my, so I'm upside down. If you picture this, I'm upside down with my head right next to like. Mouth open. <laughs> it didn't come in the mouth, but like I was able to plug it and like a little bit came out and I was able to plug it. And I was sitting there like holding, like bracing myself and holding the thing shut. And like, he That's just starts laughing. I was like, I was like, dude, get some clamps or something. Like I need your help. And he's just sitting there like laughing on the uh, up, up top. Like, <laughs> like this is hilarious. I'm like, I'm like, I can't hold this forever, it's man. I can't funny. hold this. It's uh, funny. Uh, <laughs> like, help, That's help. <laughs> now it is. It was not that. That was no. not funny. Oh, no. Um, I'm, I'm sitting there like, terrified. Like if I let go, it's just going to come all over my face. And it's just, yeah, that's not, not the kind of facial I want. Um, I was going to say, is it going to come all over your face? It, it would, <laughs> but it'd, it'd be, uh, yeah. Uh, um, uh, 10 years of poop. It's not really my, my forte. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, no, that's the second time he's been covered in shit. That's crazy. <laughs> Well, I have kids. I've been yeah. I was gonna like say that. he's probably and now <laughs> even more so. Like you're repeating the cycle. Yeah. Project. You're gonna change it. it. You're gonna change a baby and just yeah, it's, it gets everywhere. It's like it's a roll the dice. You he's learn to recognize done. the different I think colors. He's done. Yeah, he's totally done. <laughs> ah, he's not no, done. Oh, no, no, no. But wait, there's more. Take shields. Having kids, you learn all sorts about bodily fluids. Yeah, it's a lot. Anyway, so when, um, when we had our first kids, somebody bought us a little packet of knitted, they were called PPTPs. <laughs> I was gonna so say, like, did you have the PPTP? You have yeah. to have because <laughs> when that cold air hits, they're about to go again. So you just stick it on there. And I thought it was the dumbest thing, but it actually it's saved not. me from it's, getting peed on many times. Yeah. 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 But they're the shit. The yeah. old PPTP. Not literally, but yeah. <laughs> they're amazing. Uh fun times. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's go to the chapter 41, The Craft of Ken Tover. Tover. Guys, before we even start, I just want to tell y'all how much I am currently disliking Alan. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because he's a dark friend? Or- oh, my God. Do you yeah. know where, did you see where we stopped? Didn't you reread? Like, yeah. Literally the biggest yeah. cliffhanger yet. So as we're, as I'm halfway through the last chapter, the third chapter for this recording, I knew it was coming. I was like, oh man, uh, building climax. Uh, uh, we haven't uh, even reached the tipping point yet. We're still building to it. Yeah. This motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. And wait, well, at least it's tomorrow we're going to record. So yeah, yeah. don't wait long. <laughs> yeah. That is, uh, yeah. Okay. It was yeah. hard yeah. for me to make annotations and notes for these three chapters. Without? Without. Like, yeah, and I'm still a little like, oh, I was agonizing over this for the past couple of days because it's this, yeah. this last, there's so much. I was like, don't just, I even have notes of what not to say in my book. So yeah. <laughs> if, we, if you, if you accidentally so many, spoil we, us, two out of three so will many, not be mad. So. We meet so many characters in these chapters too that are, um, yes. that, that may or may be important. <laughs> 
You you actually, I'm not gonna tell you who it is. You might be my favorite character in the entire series in these chapters. Actually, you did really? Um, Jeez. Yeah. Really? It starts now with I want to re now I want to reread and Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love. <laughs> anyway, so I like how Alan and I can talk in code, and you guys just like. There was a lot of nudges and winks there, and I didn't understand. Uh, any uh, of them. That's okay. That's right. Yeah. No, so, no, so we start out with with Rand. He's overlooking the three camps he's holding. Um, you know that have the Kyrians and the Tarians uh, forces at his disposal. Disposal. Um, you know, you know they they're they're trying to uh, kind of assess the situation yeah um and wondering you know what the outcome of the battle will be with the shido because that's coming i mean it's a given um it's about to go down it's about to go down downtown and we start kind of you know it it doesn't get too long till we meet lord lord weirman uh our our favorite tyrian who comes in um Uh, good Wait, is he the one who's like, let's oh, do it. Let's take it to yeah, him. Come yeah, on, let's yeah. just go whoop let's their ass. Charge right in there. We'll just beat their asses. Like, he's yeah. like, if you're fun, are you like, that's yeah. a horrible it's idea. Like, dude, 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 calm down. Reel it in. Charge. He's very excited. He's very he excited. He's very, he's very, he's very confident. confident. Yeah, like yeah. I agree with you. Like this guy is like, I know I got this. Like, let's just go. Like, just give me the word, and I got you, bro. You'll be in the city, and within the within the hour, we'll be in the city. You'll be chilling. Like everybody will be happy with you and yeah. and Rand's like, but not yeah, that but simple. The, but the stakes Where are so <laughs> much larger. Like, so so our biggest battle, I think, that we've had so far that we've witnessed, maybe the Tarwing Gap, are maybe the Battle of the Two Rivers. Here. That was like ten thousand people. Um, this is a hundred thousand IO versus a hundred thousand IO plus all the other stuff. I mean, there's it's a hundreds of thousands of. It's, it's like I'm not even battle. worried about the plus all the other stuff. <laughs> when they started talking about like who's against who, and then the remaining tribes where they're not sure where they're going to lie card is and how it cards. could pile up, I'm yeah. like, uh, this is insane. <laughs> and and to Rand's point early on, so when this general captain, whatever his name is, is like, righto, let's go get him, take the fight to him, righto, and like Rand's thinking, he's like, uh. Maybe he's just thinking the ones he sees is it. Maybe he doesn't realize for everyone you see, there's a bazillion you don't see. Like, he just doesn't get it. So He's a pompous fool. He just doesn't get it. Yeah. But, I mean, is he pompous or is he confident because he's won so many battles? Like, I think it's ignorant confidence. I think that he has won the battles that he has won, but I don't remember Tyr historically ever really going head-to-head against a force a for, a former, like Aeol. Yeah. yeah. That's a different, that's a whole different thing. If, if you beat a bunch of brigands, sure, yeah. Yeah. If, 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 yeah. yeah. I, won't, <laughs> I won't call out certain countries because we have listeners all over the world. I don't want to offend anybody, France? but you can imagine Chris, that if the U.S. went to war with just pick a pick six different countries where you think we would easily walk all over that. And if you use that as an example of like, well, yeah, clearly we could go to war against China. It'll be just that easy. I mean, it is not. <laughs> there are there are the different thing. types of battles out there, right? And different types of enemy. Um, I think right. like Wireman really feels like he is this advanced civilization. He's so much elevated. And sure. his whole deal is so much elevated above those savages, the Aiel, that mm-hmm. he couldn't possibly conceive of a people that could have an advantage due to, due to just pure skill and battle mm-hmm. prowess. Yeah. He doesn't know what he doesn't own. know. 
Yeah. yeah. Yes. This actually is a historically happened to the Romans when they tried to invade the Germanic barbarians because oh, the exact yeah. same yes. thing happened. Like, the Romans were like, we're so much more powerful. We have the, you know, the legion and the legionnaires are going to come in there and they got their ass handed to them. The I feel person. like Jordan had to have drawn on that for this because it's such a disparaging, like, it's, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you've got your cavalry and you have a nice plume on your helmet and everything. But <laughs> yeah, we got people that will, you know, crawl through the woods, jump out behind you, stab you, run away. You'll never see them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You can outrun a horse. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Don't forget that. Uh, they can outrun yeah. a horse. Uh, so, that's a small little yeah. tidbit. Yeah, that's small. Tidbit. So, mm. yeah. Um, yeah. And he thinks that their forces, like I said, are large enough to drive the shadow out. Um, like I said, completely ignorant. Um of what it is and, and ran of course doesn't agree at all <laughs> you know he's like yeah uh no yeah. it's not um, even that he doesn't agree he's just he doesn't even go so far as to not agree he just like brushes women. him off yeah 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 all right whatever you think i'm gonna go do what i'm gonna do just you're you're great keep thinking what sure you're why don't yeah why don't you talk to these guys over here i gotta go uh brush my teeth um I'll be well, back. He, he's <laughs> also gay like so let's let's not completely blow the guy off so Rand does use them for a little bit. He's like, first off, like, are you sure of your news that you bring from Tear? And he's like, lose my news, my lord? What? Oh, that burned my soul. There's nothing to that. Ilianer pirates often try to raid these co- uh, the coast. So and you know. it's like Rand's like, I don't think I want to tell him it's the first second doing this. So I'll just leave it away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. see, I, I took that as Rand trying to kind of nudge him in the direction of like, hey do you really think this is what's going on? Like maybe try to, but he's just, I, I felt like Rand doing that almost proved Wireman's just mm-hmm. total ignorance. Yeah, yeah, pretty naive. Well, at least it gave Rand a, a little more opportunity to consider that because he even talked, it, it, well, talks, thinks inside his head, you know, about, well, I can't tell him it's forsaken and like the comment before about, well, he probably doesn't realize how many IEL he can't see sort of thing. So Yes, Gracie's getting some good info from him, but Rand's very wisely, you know, filtering it with a grain of salt sort of thing and getting what he can out of him. Yeah. So after this brief meeting, you know, next scene is Rand going over to a group of wise ones, um, or at least looking over there. Why, yeah, you ought Yeah, and, and they're talking to the clan chiefs, and he's like, I wonder what they're saying. Uh, I'm sure I'll hear about it later, but I'm sure they're trying to direct the clan chiefs a certain way, and I don't know if I'll like this or not. Um you know, but, but, you know, I didn't know what you thought about all that. Um, before we move to him talking to Gwen, I just wanted to put that out there. Cause it is a little, a little sus. Yeah. We, we've known for some time that the, these wise women, um, you know, they've, they've talked to Moraine and we've, we've heard about another conversations, conversation amongst themselves, like they have their own agenda mm-hmm. and yes, they're following the car con, but they also want to preserve and save as many of their people as they can. So are they always going to hundred percent fall in line to what Rand wants? Uh, I don't think we're getting set up for that. Are they going to double cross them? I don't think it's that, Yeah. but you know, they definitely have their own plans and it may not marry up perfectly with what Rand's planning. Yeah. And then after that, that's when Rand spots a Gwen and goes over, ask her if she'd make, what? Go ahead. No, 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 you're good. So, I mean, it's, I, I'm in agreement. We realize that these wise ones have a particular level of control, first off, because they are the wise ones and they exhibit some form of power because we know that they have that. But then also they're the wives of these 
clansmen and we know how that goes like you may think you run the roost but inevitably when when the wife when the wife lays the law down <laughs> you listen and that's just how it goes this is kind yeah. of probably a, probably a, a, a bad joke but i saw something the other day i was like on dad jokes uh on the twitter account dad jokes where they have like mm-hmm. and a lot of them are kind of a yeah. little misogynist but it's some of them are funny which one of them was like uh, a waiter talking to a guy is like how would you like your steak done he's like uh, about the amount of times I went and argued with my wife, because okay, rare it is. I actually have a question before I move on for Ian and Chris that oh, I have, and I don't remember whether they've addressed this before. Like I said, not a great memory, so I'm being very careful with the questions that I've asked, but uh, I'm going to ask. Um, but so there's the point where um, Rand says, I, like I said, I, I, I highlighted things. Oh, it um, is highlighted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I highlighted. I've already passed another point that I highlighted that I'm going to go back to later. But um, I even have notes written in. It's a whole thing. Uh, so it says, Rand, so for Soralia being the leader, Rand would have expected Emmy Bear to be the leading but even they shut up as soon as Soralia spoke I can't remember whether they addressed why or why not already but even if they have I would be curious to hear from Ian and Chris why they think that is because Rand said it's unexpected I think that she is the most profound dreamwalker in the group which may come with age and use of the dreams but I think she probably has skill beyond them, and she may be the one that's always watching from the shadows. Is being mm. be, is a dreamwalker being is is being a dreamwalker connected I'm to being the a channeler? Too, those are Game of Thrones words. But no, yeah, you're right. I think I think it is, and I, I think she also has the most power in general. I think she's like the one channeling, that can, or and, yeah, I was gonna say innately channel. I think um, that's really what it comes down to. Is I think she literally has more power than the rest and they all know they she could even in her older age put them in their place which is awesome that's my my thoughts okay gosh i was gonna start with i don't know so it's good that chris went first and now my mind's running now i want to hear you outside of that because i don't really like his answer so yeah well (laughs) it's it's a little it's a little similar in that vein you know we talked before or i think i mentioned before that um, these wise women, really the way they carry themselves, we still don't know exactly what their full potential is. And from everything Rand has seen and heard and found out, he thinks, oh, they're not that great at channelers or maybe they got a little spark here and there. Uh, so why they're more, are they they're more so into this influential? Dream, right, but they're more into this dream walking and maybe their, their talent is just the information together there. But we don't know that. They could be slow playing us. They could be fantastic channelers. I mean, we've seen how Avienda has kind of blossomed as a channeler in such a short amount of time. So is she just unique among her people or can a lot of them channel like that? They just keep it on the down low. Maybe they do all of their practicing and learning in this dream world. So like nobody's really knows what they can do sort of thing. Um, So I don't know. The answer is still, I don't know to your question, but (laughs) I want to like, I want to lead them with the question, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Wait, what is, what is her role that we know of? Like what? Yes. I would like to know that. What is her role that we know of? I don't know off the top. I don't, I don't know. I, re- I recognize the we, name, we've, but I don't. We, we've talked about it, but I mean, we haven't talked about it, but we've, it's, yeah, it's mentioned. We've it's been it. mentioned like. Ellen, do we know what she can and can't do yet? Yes. But that would be a very one liner that they probably never. Oh, oh well, forget it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, 
Yeah. That we didn't pay attention to is what you're saying. Right. Pretty much. Way to go, guys. And this would this would have been like this one in book four when they first met the uh the wise ones. I think they mentioned Oh well. Anyways, I guess maybe we'll yeah. eventually find out again. I doubt this yeah. is the last oh, yeah. time we maybe. hear about her. I honestly don't remember. No, it's, it's not. No, Sorley is going to come more and more. But this is like the first like Rand recognizing her in the series. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to ask like, hey, he seems surprised. And if anybody in the whole series marks being surprised as a main character, I feel like it's something to pay attention to. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So next up, Rand spots Egwene, goes over and is like, hey, have you made your decision yet? And Moraine's right there. And she's like, uh, and Egwene's like, yes, I will do it. And you find out that Rand's asked her to use the one power to fight, um, which is against everything the Aes Sedai you know, yeah. swear their oaths to never use the one power. You know, you can't convince Moraine that they're I mean, friends. we've known this is going to happen from a while, from flicker moments right. and everything. Like, we knew, like, she was never going to become... In my opinion, even full eyes to die. Certainly not yeah. take the oaths, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. I mm-hmm. think. I mean, frees okay. you up for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. my thought. Sure. Okay. She's sure. Sure. I was, I was <laughs> waiting. I was waiting. I'm sorry. If that doesn't mean sure. anything, I just really wanted to say it. There you go. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Two dark friends tonight. Um, How about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Gwen says she will. Moraine obviously uh I love the way they explain it. She disapproved, but it doesn't say she disapproved. It says like I can just tell she didn't change anything about her demeanor, didn't even make like change her facial features. It's just I just knew she disapproved. <laughs> like mm-hmm. just she just just yeah. I would think it's more that like I don't I don't know how she could disapprove because I feel like she would want to help if she could. I think the disapproval from the, in that look is more that she wasn't part of the decision-making she wasn't in the conversation okay. she wasn't asked or consulted like the Rain decision was made better her control every single day on these girls and on Rand and on everybody like everything that she held I'm not gonna say dear but you know that held her to a point of esteem is slowly but surely slipping away from her I mean Rand did make the point he said the um Moraine's face never changed, though he had no doubt what she thought. Those smooth eyes to eye features, those eyes to eyes eyes could register icy disapproval without altering a jolt. He's like, he sees it in her eyes. Like that's you know, the window to the soul. Yeah. So I mean, I agree with you. It's not the fact that she's helping him, it's the fact that she has absolutely no say in the matter. And that yeah, Rand, she's kind of outside of this decision making. Exactly. Yeah. It's all on Rand. He made the decision. Yeah. So this is where I have a problem with, and this is the one of the main first points in the whole series, where I have a problem with the whole Aes Sedai, Moraine, Three O's, and I'm curious to think what you guys think about it. Because I love that I'm on these chapters, because between Moraine and Matt, you know, the further ones, I fucking love it. Um, oh, we can... I'm sorry. Can we hurt? Oh, yeah, no, you guys. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, <laughs> fuck it. Did you see any of us flinch? I'm scratching my head. Like, I, I just had my what? stepdaughter over last weekend, and I try to like not. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Uh-huh. So this is why I have a problem with her. So the whole thing with Aes Sedai and their whole oaths is, you can't lie and you can't harm somebody unless you think that the threat is direct. You're a dark friend or you or your warders' lives are in danger, right? That's the mm-hmm. whole thing. They're very yeah. simple. They're very broad. Mm-hmm. That leaves so much room for gray areas 
Well, and, and this is where I think I agree with you. I agree yeah. 100%. I think Jordan she could have. Mm-hmm. She could have if she chose. She And I get why he did for plot devices and story and whatever, whatever. But the thing is, if she, like, she's part of that whole other side. So her truth could have been the Aiel, the Shido. They're attacking us. So or I just am, get in the middle of it. Yeah. And it's I'm only a matter of time until something comes your way. Yeah. I'm personally under attack. Let's fuck some shit up. But, yeah. Well, and, like, and but so I'm gonna heal. She wanted to stay on the safe side. She, she could have been the tower, it, but she could alter the terrain. Yeah. She could yes. make it rain just because she wanted the flowers to grow more. That's like, what I mean. <clears throat> so at this point, it's like so. What I was feeling I about rain. <laughs> Make yeah, it rain. That's, that's later. That's after, that's, that's, that's after the podcast. Um, but no, I I felt like it, it, when I was reading it for the first time because I do remember before I knew all the other after I remember thinking like that's kind of fucked up, dude. Like yeah. you can convince yourself of your own truth and do whatever you want. But you're choosing, and she's smart enough where she's choosing not to. So it made me feel like at this point, fuck something with Moraine. Are there some other things outside that are bigger than this that she's trying to guide by not? And these are no spoilers. These are my genuine. Full of Angriel and Sangriel and Tangriel. She has. So decimate the Shidos so that they're safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked before pretty extensively about the three oaths. I, I mean, I think one, they did themselves a disservice by doing it. I mean, I guess I get why you got to get the rest of the people of the world to like, you know, not hate you, but uh, they do more harm than good. They tied their hands, but then like, let's talk about the one where you can't lie. Well, sure. They can't directly lie, but now they're worse than liars. They're manipulators. Like they can mangle the truth yeah. so much that you're pretty much lying to somebody. Everybody that doesn't thinks know what you're lying saying. all the time. Right. So yeah, it's hot garbage. But that's, again, why I'm thrilled that, you know, Elaine, Nynaeve, Egwene, uh, they haven't had to touch the oaths and hopefully never will. Uh, and then even other channelers that we're running into, they haven't had to do the oaths and Avienda and maybe some of our Sean Chen folks and everything. And Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and another point that shows that she's really torn is because she questions them right away as to why he's wearing a sword. Yeah. Have that highlighted. Sorry, I got so. <laughs> I literally have that highlighted. Where That's Marie my highlight. Says, yeah. Why are you wearing a sword again? And it's like, I do but what I, I want. But no, but I thought about it from a battle perspective, where I I thought like because I have been I have I have come from a Navy family, Marines, Iraq, um, <laughs> Vietnam. We're good. Uh, but but I've also dated a lot of Marines, and oh, sorry, I like the Navy. Um, but uh, it's like. It's coming from a military standpoint versus a philosophical standpoint where I feel like he didn't even almost realize that he was like, oh, I need to be prepared for whatever, like if I face the Kool-Aid in the field. But to me, I'm thinking like he is the general and there here are all these soldiers underneath him from all these different um, countries that see if you have a sword on your hip, he is there, he is with you. He is ready to get into the trenches and fucking do it. And I respected that. And I feel like Moraine is coming from a kind of place where she doesn't, 
she can't really understand that 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 is maybe so important to well, and she him and the people. It, and neither would the number one force that he's directing, which are the IEL. Like they don't mm-hmm. use swords. Yeah, they right? hate swords. Yeah. So like for them, it's about the spear. So it's like, are are is it now that we're here in this land? Are you choosing their culture over our culture, which is your culture? So from that aspect, it could be damaging. I actually never really thought about it. See, this is why I love this. I never thought about that. I'm only thinking about the IEL on the other side. But yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, looking at it from that cultural perspective, that could be damaging to the point that he's trying to make, which is, you know, we are one. He could have just the same grabbed a spear and mm-hmm. oh, or but he, he could does... have had both and had a spear no he left the spear yeah he left the spear the he way. does specifically yeah. say yeah and yeah. what they use are short spears as well yeah. so i mean a short spear is not much longer than a sword right and yeah. you know he would have to carry it there's a bigger issue understood if you're on horseback carrying a spear you know but then the other question there's so many cultural aspects of this that shows that Rand clearly is not an ideal by anything mm-hmm. more than blood and you know it is what it is he is there to reshape the way of the aiel too so yeah things are going to be different yeah, every now and then he different. keeps emph- emphasizing that point yeah you know? to moraine's point that was made through land and a little bit later is like you know you could just conjure a sword what greater way of showing your strength than to have a sword of fire he could have had Kalimdor, let's just be real, but he left it where sure. it was. Yeah. But he could also like... Well, because then this book again... would have been very short. <laughs> so, <laughs> plot device, plot device. Right. We, have to we needed him to leave it behind for a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah, We got that. But, you know, again, speaking to Avrand, he could channel a flaming anything he wanted, but a flaming sword in the shape of, you know, with, with a heron mark on it, you know, he could have made it golden crested with flames coming out and in the shape of a heron if you wanted to he could have done all sorts of things he could have made it look like a dragon like but, but he, instead... he's he's also constantly looking at his fate of going insane and he's trying to balance like not overdoing it by channeling uh and then with his little conversation with lan i got a hint of uh I don't know how. Far I don't know if it's recent. Oh no! So I'm skipping <laughs> ahead when when he finally talks to Lan about the sword thing. Like, there's a little bit of respect for his enemies. Like, yeah, I could just finger blast him, um, but like, I don't know. Even well, even I today in today's army, like, path, let's let's agree with let's you. say I'm traveling down the road in a tank, and there's like a bad guy, and he shoots at my tank with a nine mil. So I take the main gun and I destroy him with the main gun on the tank. Like that is way over the top. That yeah. is so effing disrespect. There's no honor in that. Like that's just borderline. I think I, I in the U.S. Army, I'd probably get in a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> probably in prison for blasting a dude with the tank. Yeah, gun. so crimes. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe a little respect for the enemy. Maybe a little balancing, not well, having I mean, to rely solely you. on the power and the slippery slope that 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 entails. And and by know. fighting Kuladin with a sword. He's actually, in my opinion, yes, we're skipping ahead, but he addresses both cultural aspects of I am in this part of the world and the sword is the tool of a conqueror. And I'm also going to fight this man as a man using a tool and tool in my hand 
and the fist and I'm not going to use the power because I need to win two different people. It's just a different battle. It's a battle of, you know, the, the cultural aspects of what these people believe in. And if I defeat Kuladin with the power, there's still going to be a lot of resistance. Yeah. yeah from Kuladin's people for from sure. Kuladin's yeah. people. Well, he might even scare from off some people. of the people that are currently on his side. Yeah. That's, so yeah good point. Now, if they he defeats Kuladin yeah. in, you know, hand to hand martial combat, however you want to put it, then he truly is the greater man, which goes bodes higher in the eyes of Dael. So. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, how many times have we seen an action movie where in the very end, like the good guy shows up and he's got a badass weapon and he looks at the bad guy and they're like, oh, we could do this like the traditional way. And they're like, yeah. So they set down their weapons and start fighting. You're like, bro, why didn't you just shoot him in the face? This would have been over. (laughs) (laughs) But back back to your point, like when you have like the gun, like uh, just like, okay, (laughs) like let's go do a duel. Okay. Like, all right, it's over. We're not there yet, but you brought it up. I, I I wholeheartedly yeah. What do you think? Wholeheartedly think that that's a metaphorical death. Okay. And what I think is that Rand is going to defeat him in battle, like literally use the power to strip him of his dragons, like hmm. ban him from being an Aiel. Like show him, him like, that you are nothing to all the other Aiel in yes. front. Like oh, yes. I like maybe that. maybe not nothing, but definitely not what you not, say you want. Yeah. You're fake. This yeah. shit's not real. Maybe You're make him wander the waste. Ooh, Ooh exile. I like it. Exactly. Yeah. Go live with the sea folk on the ocean, the water you dread most. That would be yeah. a great. That, I'm sorry, I said it, so it doesn't happen, the, but I would like it. Or he turns them over <laughs> to the 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 people that he he ran through, and he mm. lets them have them, and. Ooh. That that's not gonna be pretty. Yeah, I'll have to be a servant to some Karian and Lord or poetic yeah. yeah. justice. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Well, back to where we were. We did find out. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Yeah. Let's get back on track. Uh, where so were we? Rans, yeah, Rans get to this we're nearing the end tower. of the chapter. Yeah, yeah. There's a big wooden tower um that, that's being built. And obviously the Kyrians are building it because well, I don't don't really they don't tree, so they don't build wooden structures like this but uh yeah it's and Rand climbs it up with a few food clenches foam up there and there are a couple of i guess workers are working on this weird contraption with these brass tubes bound by wooden tubes whatever and and you know you meet ken tovere um who is the guy behind all of it who's and just, this is just, alan's favorite character no, it's no, not. It's but, not. Uh, but, no, but but he has this new invention. Um, the basically the spyglass are, or well, well, I guess they have sp- like small spyglass, but this is like a telescope. Like it's yeah. no, yeah. but that's important. That's the whole thing. They never call it a telescope. I think that's what's so wonderful is this is one of the first instances in the. Sorry, I just kind of yeah, sure. jumped in there. Hijack um, it, get it. Th- yeah, no, this is one of the first instances in the whole series that they really refer to something in a veiled sense that is a new discovery that is mm-hmm. something that is so important in war and tactics and can you imagine in human history when they first really figured out a telescope and how to make yeah. a telescope work like how that would, would have dramatically changed the scope of yeah. battle strategy i, I i've seen i've seen it firsthand like where, um, so when I did my sailing trip years ago, we were in Indonesia, went to a tribal village 
and um and they had never had anything like that and they for you know to sustenance they would dive and they didn't have goggles or anything like that and you know they just got adapted to be able to see enough underwater to remember you talking about this oh my god i remember you talking about it and we gave them diving masks uh, yes. and, and they were just it's like incredible what <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like this is and a I huge thing <laughs> that i feel like is that they do go into it through a few pages they devote a few pages to the specific thing but i feel like so many fans overlook the importance of this no it's no small thing it's the whole it's like story. tying to the age of legends where there was amazing inventions and all this stuff that was in the right. age of legends. And this is the point where it seems like this is the first to me, at least when I, when I remember when I first read the series, this was my first feeling like, holy shit, they're alluding to inventions that mm-hmm. they're discovering as a civilization that really dramatically alter the the landscape of everything and they don't even realize it it's just like a curiosity almost it, to them and and unfortunately um they're the same as us all the greatest inventions and discoveries uh come out of necessity and usually through war yeah you know yeah, but that's fine like, yeah fl- flash forward okay to, to us today and yeah we have <laughs> binoculars and telescopes and all that jazz but how cool was it when we finally started going on mission and we had dedicated UAVs that would pipe a feed down to the vehicles we were in, and we could see everything around us everywhere oh. we went. One, like, one of my favorite, holy cow! One, one of my favorite like invention type stories is like back in the '60s when we first started doing space missions. NASA spent a ton of money on developing a, a pen with ink that could write in zero g because obviously you need gravity to go down, and yes. and and they spent all this money developing, and they did it, and they developed this cool technology that did that and then when they finally talked to the russians like well how did you write in space you guys use pencils like oh shit i love it loves it so good russians are good for something efficiency they've got it (laughs) somewhere you have a brown aja going we already knew about all this can we move on i read about that book baron is like Um, yeah this is on page two of my notes so 300 years ago like come on goddamn catch up yeah (laughs) so um so yeah so Rand goes and uses the the telescope and looks through it and at first he doesn't see really anything he's like all right i know this are you out there goes wait a second on the hill yeah there are wait that's cool i can see the glitter and this is when you learn how he got his tattoos also because this is where he mentions for the first time yeah we already know you figure this though like we knew so we did and you owe us a steak dinner on this one also when when uh they were at what was that? We called it Red Rocks, but what was the actual hold they met at? Uh, Cold Rocks. Cold Rocks, Cold. Hold? Yeah. Cold Rocks. Mm-hmm. And then Cool It In left like in the middle of the night and you're like, what happened? We're like, bet you hooked up with some Forsaken or something that's like, yeah. you know, uh-huh. and there's going to be an attack, which there was. was oh, as, wait, was Asmodian, uh, not you guys, but Alan, sorry, not you guys. Mm-hmm. Alan, <laughs> Here, was, go to was, the chat. was <laughs> Asmodian with Rand at that point? No, this already? isn't Shadow. No, no, Shadow. That's the very end of Shadow Rising when okay. Lanthier puts the okay. thing around him and makes him think. I yeah, have a hard time. That's the very with... end of Shadow Rising. So, See, this is something I caught Asmodian. So, he, so him, as I never Jason caught that. Tell, Jason tells yeah. with them, but not, not, yeah, he's not, he's, he's on not their side him. at all. About he's yeah. in the closet. He's, he's Henry reads first time I caught that Asmodian gave Kuladin those snakes. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah so but also as he's looking all of a sudden something comes flying from the tower the greatest <laughs> javelin thrower in the world very cool curling spears <laughs> well, oh, I, want this, so I want to meet this guy so oh. my first thought was was did Matt figure out a new power of his spear like that? Like, does I it fly? It, in the it's, not a, it's not an individual. Like, I think it's, I think it's a to attack. He I rolled a natural a 20. Isn't it a ballistica? Yeah. I mean, that's what I thought it was. Like, like either, either something like that or yeah. in, in Karian, uh, we have the fireworks people, right? Like maybe this True. is some sort of like rocket propelled or like something crazy like that. But, but they kind of blew up the, the chapter house and kind of. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, but they—they they, it's ballistica. I mean, I think that's what it is. It's a giant arrow shooting. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. They used to siege weapons. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it takes out it skewers like two men, and then starts skewering people around them. Um, and it unfortunately misses Kuladin, and Rand even points it out. He goes, "It'd be nice if it actually hit him." Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how him and Rand are just yeah. passing that they're they're passing the telescope back and forth, and Rand's like, "Whoa, you see that?" And Rand's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah." Cool. <laughs> like cool. <laughs> they're just checking it out like that's awesome Ruark <laughs> is honestly like the most chill bro of this he entire really series like... he's great he's like the southern california born and raised surfer that happened to be thrust into the most high-end ninja samurai society like yeah. oh he's great he's like oh but I, I feel like then again probably a lot of you are like that Bruh. yeah even, no, even when his old lady digs into him a little bit, he's like, yes, ma'am. Like, you if know, they weren't so uptight, they would have already joined Ran, and they'd be, you know, through all this by now. There are a lot of uptight ones. He is really the the most relaxed. I mean, this man has two wives, and he's not dead yet. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. those with the flow. Like, yeah, but you, I, if you have two wives, you have to go with the flow. Exactly. Otherwise, you're going to work yourself into a neurosis that you're just going like, to have a heart attack. Awesome plan. Yeah. Like, just, you know, women good. are drama. and ter- That's why I don't date women. Anymore. They're drama and they're happy terrible. Exactly. No, I don't want happy. I want to be the happy wife. Fuck all the other women. Sorry. Ew, I well, now we're getting into personal problems. No, no I want to be the happy ex-wife that just collects a paycheck and don't do shit. I'm not Wait saying that I'll do. I'm Wait only a second. I'm only I didn't get mine. alimony. I have no alimony. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't want it. No, I'm, sorry. I don't. I know my ex-husband's gonna watch this. Probably. Hi, I love you. You're my best friend. He is. No, he he is my best. No, no, friend. We're, we're, we're good. Yeah, I pay we're, a small fortune. I'm only mildly bitter about it, but yeah, yeah it is what it is. You'll get through it. Yeah. Well, so, and we can so, marry yeah, each other. The, 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 yeah. The chapter, we yeah, the chapter ends with them like uh, just kind of going over our battle plans and and Rand thinking know, he doesn't want to doesn't want to give Kulin an easy way out. Um, and yeah, that's I can of... be as hard as I must. He thought, stroking. Giggity. I was gonna say giggity, stroking giggity. his sword hilt for giggity, him. Giggity. I can. Moving on to the meaning of life, chapter forty-two. Forty-two. Uh, forty-two. Yeah, meaning of life, the universe. Oh. I get it. Yeah, very. <laughs> I'm a little pits. slow. Some. Hitchhikers, Guide to the Galaxy. Don't forget your towel. Um, before the arrow, and I didn't mention last time our chapter symbol was the Rising Sun of Kyria. My chapter symbol is the dice. I uh, which are, are important. Yeah, it's a Matt chapter. And we start with Matt, and he is casually uh, drinking some fine wine in his tent. Uh, actually, he's not even drinking it. He's holting fine wine in his tent. Um, he's drinking but, it. He, he takes one sip. Like, he takes one, one sip. Point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, at one point. Yeah, but he's uh, and he talks about how he like how much like 
how many horses you could like how much you paid for this bottle he's like i don't even care at this point i've made so much money gambling that i'm just gonna buy the finest wine <laughs> he's like but a small but cask. i'm not a lord but i'm not a lord <laughs> a small cask could cost him as much as two good horses would as much as two good horses would have at the world if and everything in it had not stood on its head but he continued it a small price for something decent Sometimes a drop or two splashed over onto his hand, but he never noticed and he never took a drink. So he didn't drink it. He just splashed it around on his hands. I literally renamed this chapter The Reluctant Hero because of passages like that. Like it's yeah. just the whole chapter, the whole like two chapters are just such a testament to oh, yeah. literally the reluctant hero. Like yeah. he can't I mean, even help himself. His, All right, hold, his, on. His... hold on, hold on, hold on. Fast forward a page or so. Not like I was abandoning him, he muttered. If he can't bloody take care of himself by now, he'll never be able to. I'm not his bloody nursemaid. Draining the goblet, he scrambled into his green coat, settled his knives in their hiding places, arranged a dark, blah, 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 blah. He chugs it down at the very end. He, he takes it, it right. down the throat when he yeah. needs to. Yeah. Right, yeah. just no, straight no. to no <laughs> gag reflex or nothing. He must have been tapping his fingers. He was. It doesn't work the same way with liquids, solids, oh. and like, yeah. I, I got to put that out. Oh, you guys, okay. the, the the people who are watching the recording probably weren't here for that. I'm not going to go over it again. But um, this keeps your gag reflex from activating it only works tapping your fingers helps helps um it only works with solids not liquids i have tried this with alcohol i'm sorry (laughs) yeah although to be fair chris it does not say that he drinks the wine he says draining the goblet he might maybe he's just one of those guys that likes to take care of business before no, no, he drained that. Could <laughs> be drained. like easing the badger. He, yeah. he drained. Yeah, he eased that badger right in. <laughs> right so, Anyways, yeah. before you get to that part, though, he does start thinking about the whole battle coming. He's like, I'm no soldier. I'm a lover. I'm a gambler. I'm not a soldier. I don't care what the memories in my head say. It's time for me to leave. Um, and, and he's trying to think of like where he'll go. He's like, maybe we'll go to Camelot. Oh, Lugard. Maybe we'll go to Lugard. I heard that place is kind of nice. Uh, so he's like, you kind of get into his inner thoughts. And I, I just love this. Uh, this just getting, do you, getting do to Matt's you love head. It? Do you love I it? Do, I do love getting to Matt's head. Um, so it's just... I, don't, I don't love this. Sorry. Um, I love it in a couple of minutes when... <laughs> He gets into his battle planning, but now back to, back to where I, we are. I just, I just love getting to Matt's head. In general. That's the military we, guy talking, though. Ian's the military here, guy talking. But we've been here in this part of Matt's head this entire book. This has been yeah. every single step of the way. Oh, man, I'm going to just leave Rand. What's this Tavirin shit about anyways? Am I Tavirin and my Tavirinness is making me be Tavirin here? Or is like Rand's Tavirinness Tavirin me? Oh, fuck it. I'm leaving. Screw that. Like, <laughs> we've done this chapter or at least this part of the chapter a sure. dozen times book. so yes i okay but we I guess i like seen it how desensitized he is so we can't skip over literally chat the second paragraph where he's like by his book matters had long since gone beyond merely serious serious was being stuck in the ways with no idea of the way out Sirius was dark friends popping up when you least expected it. Trollocs attacking in the night and odd mitrals freezing your blood with an eyeless stare. That sort of thing came quickly and usually was done before you had much of a chance to think. It was certainly not what you would seek out. Yet if you had to, you could live with it if you could live through it. So he is having 
a really hard internal struggle because he is getting the memories thrown at him of what war actually looks like. Mm -hmm. He's not been through anything more than a big battle. Mm -hmm. And now they're talking about what could be a very long war. Like they don't know how long it's going to take to defeat Kulidin. Right. They don't know what strategies are going to work. He is now kind of reliving all of these memories yeah. So it makes sense for him to be sloshing wine and really deep in thought and not paying attention to what's actually going on around him. Right. Because he's trying to make the decision. And this, you know, happens quite often to our soldiers with PTSD and who have been through and seen some things like what he really needs to do. Yeah, he's talked about leaving, but he's never really had that immediate reason for going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. now now he's that he's got, got a lot of time to think about it yeah you know yeah lots of time and, but he does make up his mind he's like all right i'm gonna leave i'm gonna go tell Rand right now and he gets up and goes to Rand's tent and finds only natal there the bard asmodian mm-hmm. um and, and matt is like thinks about how he doesn't like him at all and you know they start having a, a brief conversation here and you know he asks you know, is Rang gonna be back soon? And Tal's like, I don't know. <laughs> do I, I look like his keeper? Do I look like a keeper? <laughs> I don't know when he comes back. Uh, you know, he's like, Well, how long is it gonna be? He's like, I don't keep clocks on him. No one does. It's little trying reborn. He, he shows up when he wants to show up. Like <laughs> um and Matt's just looking over the tent and said, Well, fine, I'll just wait. And he thinks about it. He's like, I could go look over here, look over there, but you know, I'll just be chasing around camp all day long, always a step behind. So I'll just sit here and wait. And he Thanks starts to look come back. Yeah. And he starts looking over the battle plan map, you know, where they have like all the little pieces on the on the map. What is this bullshit? <laughs> yeah. You skip my and favorite I just love... part though. I'm gonna sure. take us back. Do it. Sure. Aiel, the Aiel ringing the wagon, small knots of spears and bucklers, bow, bows and quivers made little pretense of being anything but guards. Moraine must think uh, Kadir or some of the men would try to make off with what she had brought for, out of Roydian. Matt wondered whether Rand realized that he was giving her any and everything she asked for. For a while, Matt thought Rand had gotten the upper hand there, but he was not so sure any longer, even if Moraine did do everything but curtsy and fetch Rand's pipe. Like, I didn't really think about it. I, no, I'm not going to say that. I have thought about the fact that Moraine has collected quite a large supply of Angrel and Tangrel and Sangrel and such. And Rand is having it guarded and moved and protected for her. I mean, for the Aes Sedai, whatever, but specifically because this is what she wants. And he has no idea what she's taken and what power these items hold. He just knows that, all right, this is what I need to do to help the greater good of us, I guess. Yeah. Who knows what she has? And, and even with the way things are unfolding, maybe Moraine is content, even, well, content, air quotes, asterisk, with stepping <clears throat> back and letting them make these plans they're making because maybe she likes what they're doing. Maybe everything Rain is doing is still falling in with her plan. Well, think about it. She's not separated from him like she thought mm-hmm. she was going to be. She's still there. She's able to educate him, mm-hmm. be it at his whim, she's still educating him. She's mm-hmm. getting to influence his thoughts and she's listening in and she's in his inner sphere. 
And then she's got the wise ones kind of feeding her information. She's got land there to help guide. Like she's really in the best position she could hope to be in right now because she's seeing and hearing without being seen and heard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if she's getting her way, like Matt suspecting without having to make it seem like she's trying to get her way, like letting Rand think he's winning. I mean, that's, that's winning. Yep. And I mean, and she's got her, her white haired bearded lover, like on the way. So yeah. Ready on his unicorn on just to unicorn. come in and fucking do it. Exactly. Let's do it. <laughs> That's honestly probably, even though it is like the most ridiculous far-fetched thing I've ever heard in my life out of all. That your, means it's going to happen. You do, I just got no, no, the unicorn. No, there are no, no, the honest unicorn specifically. Oh, there's right. no, yeah. there's no unicorns in the wheel of time. Let's just, I, that's what I meant. Like, there's no, there's don't, nobody don't riding in on a unicorn. Yeah, don't, You're don't right. Bella, is totally Bella actually becomes a unicorn. She sprouts a horn. She transcends and, exactly. and becomes a unicorn. We're only and one flicker away from a universe with unicorns. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. Even even in our yeah. universe. The but that is round. my most favorite. Like uh, uh, because you guys keep coming back to it whenever you can. Every but single opportunity. We do have unicorns in our universe. <laughs> they said. They're called no, 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 no. They're called Freaks. rhinoceros. They're just obese a little bit, oh. and they have like a yeah. Fatties, no, no fatties. No, rhinoceros are unicorns. They're big bones. Oh, they're a husky. Okay. okay. I mean, I consider myself husky. No, you're, you're beautiful, darling. <laughs> I got really bone. Yes. Better. For, hey. Yeah, I was gonna say better for the bonin. <laughs> <laughs> I think three, three like the. The really cool thing here is Matt still has that internal struggle going on, even when he is, you know, made his mind up, fully determined, entered the tent. He's like, it's not like I'm abandoning him. If he can't bloody take care of himself by now, he'll never be able to. I'm not his bloody nursemaid. And I realized this before he even mentioned it, which is really, you know, is what it is he doesn't have the pull. There's nothing pulling him away from this idea anymore. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, it kind of brings me, I'm going to jump forward a little bit. Rand kind of releases him and has mm -hmm. Rand already made his mind up. And is that why he is now able to go or I never thought about that. Was this, because we know like Rand even manipulated this situation. So to go back to, so did he release him? point? Actions versus words. Words, yeah. yes, he released them. Actions, <laughs> did he? Uh, I think he tried to reel him in a little bit. Well, I, no, but so again, he manipulate. Rand manipulated Matt by oh, having Land follow him in and spark conversation. Yes, because Rand already knows what others don't know, which is there is a lot going on in Matt's mind, and he is hoping to get something from it, and he does through Land. Mm -hmm. But I think he also conscientiously made the decision well before Matt even entered this tent. Matt's already unhappy. I know he doesn't want to be a part of this battle. I'm going to tell him he can go. Yeah, let him make a choice. The choice. He choices. has a decision. He, has he can choices. make choices here. But, but, yeah. So, like, are we seeing that Rand now has a little bit more control of what it means to be Taviran? Can you control this? You know what's funny? 
as many times as, as I have read this series, I've always had, I guess I've always had that question weirdly in my subconscious, but it has never been so, this is why I love you guys. Oh, like I, I've never had that question so starkly put like that. And that on you saying that honestly puts a lot of things in a very different now I have to go start the series again from the beginning. <laughs> but I mean, like, I love that question. Yeah. That's great. I never really thought about it like that of them because they never really, it's about controlling. Like there's Because so one person does have choices and it's Rand. Rand can make choices. Can he? He can make decisions. It's he, well, I mean, right now it seems like he is. Uh, and, and even trying to influence Matt by, with the conversation with Landon and everything, it's like he's pulling some strings, right? Matt had a little bit of the conversation internally about how like he's getting gypped with the whole Taviran thing. There's other Taverans that like get all these cool riches and stuff like that. And his Taviranness kind of sucks and he wishes it was different. Uh, but it, I guess like to your point, Chris, it looks like Rand is, I don't, I don't know. So like I was looking at it through the lenses of being manipulative. Maybe he's been hanging around Aes Sedai too much, but with you putting that twist on there, like, is it him trying to develop control his Taviranness, I could see that too. And it's got to be necessary, right? Well, at least it would be very useful instead of it being random, like to be able to actually control it. I mean, if you're channeling, not physically channeling the power, but bringing in a past life of a person who ruled and ruled well, and was very successful. This person clearly had a great understanding of what it meant to be to veer and and to use the power Mm -hmm. and he understood what needs to be done in order to win a battle he understood the assignment (laughs) exactly i think this is (laughs) this is the moment where rand is embracing a part of himself he's not even recognizing he's embracing which is his ability to lead and guide and make the most of the situations to get the best outcome that he needs in the moment mm-hmm. strategy strategy exactly and he even uses land land yeah. is on board with this of all people well i mean what matt says is right i mean he looks at the map and lands like what do you think he's like well this is a dumb plan and this is why <laughs> like, yeah and he's like if you do this you're gonna push him over the wall then have you ever fought in the city before fighting the city sucks all right so we don't want to do that <laughs> It's so complex. I have so much highlighted here, not even for you guys, but like the battle strategy is just so he's he's bouncing all over the place and it's just so and Lan is low key just like absorbing it and well, but also kind of slowly like like a very gentle cattle dog just prodding and guiding and like doing and and i'm wondering because you don't see it behind the scenes how much of this is lan and how much yeah. of this is rand asking lan to I, go and do this yeah and i even love the fact that and this brings up from something else that ian mentioned uh in the and i love how ian foreshadowed this episode without even knowing he was foreshadowing this a couple episodes <laughs> ago 
he was talking about how a cornered or injured line is the most dangerous thing. And even say the same thing here is like, we got to give them no way to retreat. And, and he's like, he's like, why? He goes, you don't want to back them up. Cause that's when they're going to be the most fierce. Like you that's do not want to give them away out. Fighting. That's going to be the worst fighting. <laughs> like yep. you want to give them an out because if there's an out, they won't fight as hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and, and as they're retreating, <laughs> you keep weakening them, chipping away at them. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. You, you put them in a choke point, but there's still a retreat. You don't want to back them up where there's no way out because that's going to be bloody. Um, I highlighted that part. I did highlight that part. <laughs> there it is. Like, hey, you know, when I used to play Modern Warfare, I always pulled up the sniper rifle. And my boy Lorenzo would be fleshing people out. And they just thought if we could just hit this corner and run, we're good. And as soon as they hit that corner, <laughs> headshot. I never moved my I never moved my scope off of one spot. Like I had it perfect. And as soon as they hit they that just corner, run right into it. Yep. You know, you know, my favorite part of all this strategy ness is uh, when Matt starts getting into the unknowns and still planning for the unknowns. And all right, so if we send all of our force here, if we send all all of our force there, then we still have these other groups of IEL that we don't know. All right, let's assume they're against us. Worst case scenario, we have to be able to fight battles on this many fronts and what gives us the best options with that. And even after all that, he's like, yeah, but all that goes to shit once you start fighting, you know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's, you can have this plan and everything, what's, but that what's layer the Mike of, Tyson, what's the Mike Tyson quote? Um, you know, every, everyone has a plan to get punched in the mouth. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah pretty it. much. Yeah. That's the Mike Tyson quote. Especially if it's your first time getting punched in the mouth. <laughs> you, you pause for a moment and think about it and go, well, that sucked a lot worse than I thought it was going to. And then you're getting hit with another one. <laughs> I've only that's been hit I, once in the jaw. I wouldn't want to do it again. That's, yeah. not that's why I couldn't be a fighter because then I couldn't be a boxer, excuse me. Because I was going to say, I just rip eyeballs and... out. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> Am I back? No, eyeballs. Like, just don't go for the punching. Just go for the throat and the eyeballs. Like, come on. You don't want to mm. prolong that. <laughs> that seems hurtful and excruciating. That's what she said. <laughs> that seems hurtful and excruciating. I don't want to know what she is. That is, I'm not into that. No kink shaming, but I'm not. Uh, uh, okay. Safe object. Safe, safe object. We, safe word, know. pineapple, pineapple, safe word. What? <laughs> no ropes. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, this, this, this by far is one of my favorite moments for Matt, though. Um, I mentioned, cool. getting, yeah, just very cool. I'm just getting like, and then he starts remembering actually battles too. Like, he's like, yeah, when during Troc Wars and we fought these people, and like, he's in the head of the other generals too. He's like, this is exactly like this and like that. And you got to do this because this is what happened in that battle. And that's how he won this battle. And <laughs> my love of this whole chapter is Asmodian's response. You stole yeah. it from me. I was literally just about to say my favorite whole thing. It's oh. just like a white knuckle gripping of the harp, <laughs> the, the the cloudiness in his face, oh, the okay. recognition. He recognizes. Yes. Let me do it. Let me do it. Okay. Because I have it all. So mm. It's highlighted. It is in green. The music had stopped. No, red is my favorite color, but the music had stopped. Matt glanced at Entail and found the man holding his harp rigidly, staring at him over it harder than ever, staring as if he had never seen harder than ever, staring at it as if he had never seen him before and did not know what he was. I love that. Like, he didn't know who he was, didn't know 
what, what he, was. he was. I feel like that is very intentional. <laughs> yeah, exactly. very intentional. <laughs> yeah, and Gleeman's eyes were dark, polished glass, knuckles white, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's like, you're a creature, not a person anymore. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is, like, what the fuck are you? You're like, you're telling history as if you lived it, and, 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 and of course, Lan plays it off really smoothly and really nicely. So I appreciate Lan and his ability. He stays stoic. Calm. Yeah, he's just like, oh. yeah. Lan is still the man. Lan by the way. We, haven't, Lan. we haven't Lan said it in a while, but Lan is the man. He Lan is. is the stoic man. In case you were wondering, he is. And and then you know Matt realizes, oh shit, I slipped, and <laughs> I got like, so far into this, and I'm so excited by it, but. He's like, I'm you know, so worse, nothing but the biggest gambling game that you could be a part of. I love that he equates war to that. Very specifically, I highlighted that somewhere in here where he, why did I start highlighting chapter? Oh, because we are doing chapter 43. But somewhere in here, he does very specifically equate war to being the biggest gamble ever with the highest stakes and i feel like a certain amount a a certain group of people will look at that and and trivialize it and say oh wow he's reducing it to a game but the people who really understand what that means is that wow he really understands how truly it's not exciting you know games aren't always exciting like yeah. if, if if you're on the blackjack or the craps table and you're down ten thousand dollars and you have twenty thousand dollars on the line like that's not block. exactly fun <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah or if you're playing with house money i mean whatever but that's you not know, exactly fun anymore that's if you're dave and you're playing with next month's rent money yeah and you're down <laughs> to the last 20 yeah. but like, like it gets like more that, serious if you really understand it you understand that just because it's a strategy game doesn't mean that it's not like it's like that game i don't know if you guys i had to read this in middle school or high school or whatever but there's this short story that's very famous that's called the most dangerous game mm-hmm. and yeah. It, it, yeah it's the original <clears throat> short story of really really rich people hunting humans right Mm-hmm. and i feel like it's it all boils down to that is that like i i've talked to so many people of red wheel of time and they see matt as just even with all this knowledge as still somebody who is just reckless and immature and doesn't give a shit about people and it's like because he talks about it in the gambling sense but it's like no you don't understand like he gets it this is this is a game but that's why it is with so the highest dangerous. stakes, yeah, yeah. The highest that. stakes, and that's why mm. be, it's not certain and it's not predictable. It exactly. is a game, and that is why it is so important. Like, and I just well, I, this is him blossoming. This is puberty. This and is, if we chapters are Matt's puberty, if we didn't already catch on to it, like what past life is influencing Matt, or at least at what level this person operated, <clears throat> it's clearly like at what a, a general that has commanded large armies and many movements with uh, many different different apparatus and weaponry and defense mechanisms, everything uh, at a strategic level. And uh, in the military, you know, we have all different levels of leadership. You know, your first your first step as a leader, as, as a team leader, like y- your job as team leader and squad leader is really uh, making sure everyone beneath you just understands, like they're very proficient at all the basic soldier skills. And as long as you have that, you can implement any plan that's given to you. And then as you go up to like company, battalion, brigade and higher, and eventually division level and higher, you're thinking strategically, you're looking at all the different pieces on the table 
at one time and how you can move it around at that point it, it becomes it is a, a game i mean it, and you it do sounds kind of have it, to look at it like that right and you have to understand there's going to be losses and sometimes there's in intentional losses or certain skirmishes or battles that you know you're kind of setting those guys up for not success but it exposes the enemy in other ways and it is a big chess match so like i I didn't right i didn't look at what matt was saying and think like oh what an asshole like he's just thinking about it as a game and gambling or whatever i mean when you up when you're operating at that level at that strategic level that's that's what it is yeah and you're you're better off if you could think about it that way and accept the losses that are necessary one of my favorite classes I took uh, in college, I was a history major in college. Um, and one of the most favorite classes I took was uh, military history. Um, I took a, a semester on that and it was, and they went back and basically talked about a lot of battles and a lot of strategy and, and, and history of, of war. But, um, but just to your point, I mean, this has been going on for thousands and thousands of years, as far as using all sorts of crazy strategies to win wars. And the first time they were ever used, you know, whether it was like the battle of marathon using the hinge maneuver for the first time, uh, where you put weak guys in the center and have the heavy guys move in from the sides. Uh, and you're basically putting cannon fodder. It wasn't cannons yet, but you know, uh, you're, you're yeah. sacrificing operation human shield. Yeah. <laughs> right? uh, you're sacrificing yeah. the middle like line to, yeah, to, to create a trap. And yeah, so definitely, uh, all strategy. Um, so <laughs> I mean, in, um, in thinking about the game and the greater game of it all, you have Rand in the background playing the biggest game, which is the game of manipulation, the one, the politicking. And he, you know, sends Land in, gathers the information and really learns more about what Matt is capable of. Ooh, right. so do you guys predict in that vein? I love that you said that. So do you guys, not Alan, obviously, but do you guys <laughs> predict Matt? because he's so wily but he's also has these outside forces that are you're seeing are starting to control and influence him do you see him as as Rand tries to control him, control or position or whatever but he also has his own strong will and his own shit going on basically do you see going forward Sorry, my cat was doing something weird. Uh, uh, do you see him as Rand being able to manipulate him eventually, or so we Matt talked being about able this before? Back, yeah. This is a whole new. And we we are we have two thoughts, both equally great. I think one thought is that Matt starts establishing himself and really becomes an antagonist of sorts. Yeah, I know. I've heard the Matt becomes a bad guy theory. Yes. Not a bad guy. Maybe not a bad guy. Not a bad guy, but difference. working towards his own complete His own agenda. His own ends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if then there's the other really side where it. we feel like he will become Rand's greatest general. Yeah. How do you, after these chapters, how do you see this going? You get a lot of. You get a, so get a lot even of if he becomes Rand's greatest general, it's not going to happen with him standing at Rand's side the whole time. And they just kind of develop into these roles. Like Matt, Matt's going to go off on his own and he's going to have to, I mean, he still has so much confidence. He has to build, he has to understand more of this. He accidentally, well, we had a chapter, chapter, but accidentally starts leaving an entire battalion. That's exactly what I'm going to say. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't agree with him. Because... But, he, but no, he stumbles into that. But, but he's and totally, so this, he's not gathering. He, he stumbles into this position. He's embraced by somebody who is already in this position. He's going to come out on top of this battle. He's sure. going to be glorified 
And, and that's going to be all the motivation why... he needs to get the fuck out of there. No, because no, he he no. already he right now he's putting everything he can into getting the fuck out of there. He's upset that he's getting to veer in left and right. And even though he's literally doing everything he can, he, he can to leave, he's getting sucked back into it. And everything about his character is going to want to fight that. I don't see him at the end of this going, you know what? I need to just give in and suck it up that I'm just going to be yeah, Rand's no, right hand man. That like that's his, no. that switch is not going to flip. So he's going to continue to fight it. And the harder he gets pulled into it like this, and the more he recognizes it, see, the more he's going to want to put distance between him and Rand. In, this is him actually finally having a decision to join because there are multiple times where he is like, I can leave at this point. But yeah, he had about a dozen I, choices, but these are real of time choices. But they weren't good choices. Left, he could have left all those people out in the field, and that would have been a major character shift for him. Yeah, uh, I guess. Why well, don't I don't see him going evil like that? At not least evil, but some, not something really there's bad would have to happen to him. Oh, okay, so there's a difference between chaotic neutral and chaotic evil for all my D and D players. There's a significant difference. Yeah, I see Matt being glorified by the people that he saves and leads out of the situation. Oh, he's gonna save people. Well, he, it doesn't save the dipshits that don't listen to him. We need to finish this chapter. Yeah. Get us back on track. So, so, okay. Where so, are we at? So, so, yeah. So after all this, Rand comes in and immediately Matt just turns and is like, I'm leaving. And like, you're not going to stop me this time. Rand's like, I never try to stop you. You can leave whenever you want. And he's like, but you're going to uh, wait, wait really <laughs> like, it's like, it's like this whole like just classic mute like you know tv show or movie scene yeah. you know, like where he starts thinking about it's like yeah you never actually did tell me i had to stay but i guess oh okay and rand's like yeah have a safe journey um yeah, yeah good I, luck until we meet again i love you so much have a, have a good one <laughs> Yeah. And Matt's like, all right. And he leaves the tent and then he hears dice rattling in his head. And I think this might be the first time he hears dice rattling his head. Really? It's the first yeah. time we've heard about him hearing dice. Yes. yes. So, yeah. Because it, you Is know, it what, well, no. So, listen, we have always heard him say that it's a gamble and it he knows he's dice. got this. Time to roll the dice. Yeah. yeah. Roll it's the dice. dice. But, gotcha. but this is the first time he hears it rumbling his head. Is rattling this his head. is the Can first we... time. Is this Jumanji? Like, the bit. dice are rolling and he doesn't already know the outcome. Yep. So the dice typically roll and stop and he knows this is the first time where he's completely thrown off his game. Why? Because he's not being influenced anymore by rank. Freedom. He's, yeah, exactly. Freedom. He's finally got freedom. And now it's like, I don't know what I have to do because I get to choose. So now it's literally a roll the dice. Let's see what the outcome will be. Yeah. This is why I love you guys because <laughs> we'll you know, I'm serious. Chapter. And no, it's not even like this. Is, it's like reading the book for the first time again because uh, never mind. I'm not even saying anything else. No, I we're not done. They're not done this you. chapter yet. Oh, we, no, switched, yeah. we, switched, we, switched, we switched to Rang. Rang throws a hissy fit. Rang. He's like, oh, I know oh, that bitch. Matt could be huge for me, but I don't want to influence him. In yeah, I'll tell you, BB, to it. <laughs> he's and, like, and, that's you know, what Land points out, he's like, Matt laid out a pretty good basic battle plan for us. And Rand looks at over and goes, okay. <laughs> he's like, we already figured so, this uh, out. Yeah. 
Well, just go saying, ahead and do what he it's, said. It's, it's pretty much exactly what we are. No, but that's out. the important. No, not not. I don't underplay that because what he says specifically is that this is what me and all the other well, like that's battle chiefs that Wait, have experienced in war have figured out, and Matt did it in a fucking second. Matt by singularly did it in just a mm-hmm. few minutes. That's where Rand has been having multiple meetings with warring chiefs. Yeah. Ideal warring chiefs. Who have been chiefs. there, done that. And exactly. So, like, the, I, I'm not overlooking it. The, the fact that I'm overlooking is that, again, we're seeing Rand in a new sense because he is definitely realizing, and he's hurt to some extent, yeah. that he is going to have to use his friends. Yeah. to meet for to make ends meet yeah so and also in this scene is when all the clan chiefs and Wormen all come into the tent to have the meeting about the final battle plan and the minor changes that are going to make and i love this love this little scene and i want to get your thoughts on it when Wormen comes in he immediately goes and stands behind red and the clan chiefs like give him like flat stares like what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> and he like moves back like she was asleep back in front <laughs> Mm-hmm. He's still a little clueless. No. If Rand's been with the IEO for this long and he still doesn't totally get the customs and the respects and all that jazz, like what hope does this guy have? Yeah. He's going to, yeah, step yeah. in dog shit. I think Rand realizes that he's a problem, that Rand's a problem and needs to set him straight. But um, they opened up and said, okay, we need to make a few minor changes. And that's how we end this chapter with the, the, this group meeting about changes in battle plans. And that's how we end it. So I will say the final sentence of this chapter I have highlighted because I think it is very profound. And I mean, it hits me hard personally because of the myriad of shit I've been through in my life. But I think that it's a very, it speaks to where Rand's psychological, emotional, mental standpoint is right now. And, And Rand and his whole character arc is so rooted in psychology and what's going on and emotions and what's going on inside his head as opposed to how he's reacting to things around him whereas a lot of the people it's how what they're doing and how they're reacting but like rand it's equals reaction versus like his own internal trauma and struggle and the last sentence here is the sounds washed over round though touching nothing tears were a luxury he could no longer afford not even inside and i feel like it maybe that's hard for some people to get but maybe uh, i know a lot of people have gone through issues where you had to be the strong person and you had to be the one that was pulling your shit and I, I've so me personally, like on a personal note, I've I've spent my whole life being that person who had even when I was a little kid and my parents split up, they didn't get yeah. along. So like I had to be that person who was in control and, and going in between and, and managing everybody else's emotions and making sure everybody else was okay and on track. And even if they upset me, and even if things were going on in my life or in my environment that like fucked me up, I could show it because if I showed it, it would hurt everybody else. And that wasn't worth it. And like, so this this particular thing, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. I, I, I feel like you, especially, you know, uh, Ian in the military, like, 
I don't know if I can't remember if you've ever been like a team leader or anything like that. I'm sorry. I should pay that. It's all good. I'm sorry. But like, if you ever have anybody under you, yeah, like you get it. Like, it doesn't matter how you feel. You can feel like you want to shoot yourself in the head. And like, I've been there, but like, but I'm serious. Like, but if like this shit's really going down in real life, it doesn't matter how much you want to cry. You just, you just can't. And, and, and it's everybody beneath you looks to you for confidence. Yeah. uh, And it doesn't matter. Not just in the plan, but emotional confidence and, uh, and, and even among the clan chiefs and the generals and everybody else in the room, whatever you want to call them commanders, they're looking at this battle plan. They know there's going to be heavy losses. They know there's people that their portion of the battle is going to be a little sacrificial. Um, and, and Brandon's never experienced there's an emotional, that. there's an emotional toll there. Well, so in, in the leadership world also, like I can't go in, you know, when I was a team leader versus squad leader versus leading platoon, you can't go to those people beneath you and uh, let them see your frustrations or your vulnerability or anything like that. All I can give them is the plan and confidence and stuff like that. Yeah. If, if I need to, to vent or if I have doubts, that can only go higher or it can go to peers. Otherwise, you, you risk like everybody just mentally not being in the game and they lose but confidence. Even, even but, your higher and your peers a lot of the time aren't going to be receptive. You got to be careful there. But who does Rand have right now? Yeah, exactly. That is his peer or higher? None. Nobody. Yeah, There's that's no what I mean. He could really He's actually Natel is probably the closest he has as a confidant because of the yeah. nature of their relationship. Like, but he's not going to talk to him. Right, yeah. can't give everything to him. So I just I feel for him so bad. And like like I said, when I when I read this, I I really related to you person like on a like Ian on a particular level because I know you we, our life experiences are very different but I've been through things that without going into anything that evoke the same psychological and trauma and whatever responses and not trauma but you know psychological yeah. response as the military does and so like the, yeah. the things that Rand goes through I feel like people who have never, people who have never gone through trauma or never have had PTSD or never really been in a very serious leadership role where the stakes were high can still enjoy this series. A hundred percent. Yeah. But anybody who has been through that understands Rand and, and Matt going forward but especially Rand really on a a level that nobody else is going to be able to and that's why lines like this I like to highlight because it's like tears were a luxury he could no longer afford not even inside it's like you can't even let yourself on the inside let you you gotta lie to yourself a little bit yes well like a nice uh, guy spoiler spoiler alert Chris I don't even have to know anything about the rest of this book to tell you there there's going to be a point where um this becomes untrue for Rand you can only bottle that shit up for so long. I don't care if it's by the end of this book or next book or the book after. Uh, can I say the, something the, without the, spoiling. Humanity breaks through. So, I'm going to say something without spoiling. Yeah. You, you, Ian, in particular, you specifically, and listening to this whole podcast, you are very much going to enjoy. This is not positive or negative. You are very yeah. much going to enjoy from your military background how Rand progresses through what you specifically said there. Yeah. So and I'm very I, much looking forward to your reaction. Yeah. Early on, I, I mean, I anticipated, I mean, there were things Jordan wrote about and Alan always told us about his military experience and everything. And it's obvious how it's influenced his writing 
And so, I mean, obviously I don't know what's going to happen, but there, there's already been things where I'm like, okay, I think he's throw you off a little bit. You're going to like it. Yeah. He's going to get deep with, with some of these arcs and progressions and Mm -hmm. it's not always a straight line of, you know, emotional growth. There's going to be ups and downs and crashes and yeah, Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be. Otherwise it would be twilight. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love me some Twilight. I was gonna say Twilight is emotional Gosh. porn for women, and I I'm mean, about it. Kooladin was is... sparkling in the sunlight on the he hill was. when his homies got speared. Oh so, uh, yes. yeah, so do you, sparkly. Do you, do you ever find those like uh, you mentioned Twilight? Those those weird domino effects, like how 9/11 inspired Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, Wait, what? Wait, whoa, 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 what? So th- th- you actually do historical domino effects. So uh, the reason why um, uh, My Chemical Romance, that band was okay, formed, okay. Yeah. was because um, uh, the lead singer was on a ferry from Staten Island when you actually, when the World Trade Centers were struck on 9-11 okay. and it kind of shaped him and created this whole entire emo thing that, that that was the whole reason for his aesthetic and his band. That inspired Stephanie, whatever, Myers, I think is her name, to write Twilight because she was yeah. directly inspired by My Chemical Romance to write a vampire story, which then there was someone that wrote fan fiction about Twilight who actually was into being the writer of Fifty Shades of Grey. I um, did not know that. And that's what got that. him into writing was reading Twilight. So, I mean, I so- hate. <laughs> and then a butterfly flapped its wings. <laughs> and oh, the and Ashton Kutcher Alan came and. and- <laughs> Wait, but butterfly it's, it's, giggity? It's weird, I didn't know Ashton weird, Kutcher coming. Weird, do- like historic, mm. not historic, but <laughs> weird domino effects that this led to this, led to this, led to this. Like, yeah. so if it wasn't 9 11, Fifth Chase of Grave never would have happened. Or Twilight would have never happened. And, and I'm about to go Florida. down a rabbit hole after so this podcast. So 9 11 was really bad, is what you're saying. It was really bad. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, and it's worse than we initially thought. According to so certain bad. people in the yeah. world. Pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so Not that's great. A, yeah, yeah, an interesting little uh, little tidbit like one spire, the next one, spire. yeah. So, anyway, um, so uh, going on to anything from this chapter before moving the next one, <laughs> no, sorry, I know I had to get in that last line, then we got a whole philosophical debate. This is that why Remy should yeah. not allowed to be on things because she just, I know it's okay, you're great, places. You're, doing, you're doing great, thank you, <laughs> yeah, all right. Chapter 43, this place, this day, and we have the ice to ice symbol. Um, so we start with Rand waking up. Avienda's already woken up and left. Obviously, uh, um, a lot she, of shame. Yeah, well, she's been, she's been sharing, <laughs> sharing some tints <laughs> with him ever since. Uh, and give him little smiles. We didn't mention that in the first chapter, but uh, give him a little smile. No, is, is there, is there a pandemic the going on in camp? Not giving him shit anymore. She's giving him coy, not uh, even coy uh-huh, smiles, uh-huh. outright uh-huh. grinning at him like. <laughs> But wait, is there, are there pandemic standards here? Like, do they have COVID in the camp? Like, she has to sleep exactly three feet away from them? Yeah. Like, uh, they, they measure. I wonder if, like, they even have the stickers on the ground. Lay here. Wait your turn. <laughs> this is where you yeah. nap. That's where you nap. Yeah. But she's already left the tent. Um, Dog. He had not slept. And it had not been. Yes. Where are we? What's happening? Not yet. And after she began undressing before he could put out the lamp. Undressing, giggity. <laughs> and Channel won a light again as soon as he did, chiding him that she was unable to see in the dark, even if he could. She is oh, toying with him. Yeah, she's a bitch. But so a good much. One. 
No, she's not. She wants to. No, I like it. Time. That's what it I mean. It all depends on how it ends up. She's a brat. I'm she's sorry. Like, Next time, I want you to take it. She's a brat. So the, the the tease portion, it it can be beneficial. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will say this: I am in the whole, which I really don't care. It's fine. I'm in the whole, you know, I went to school for psychology and my mm. whole leaning was human sexuality and all those things. Yeah. So in the whole BDSM era with the dominant submissive, blah, blah, blah. And TikTok has in the internet sensationalized all this shit. But yeah. what you would call somebody like that, very specifically, since like the 80s, is a brat. She's oh. a sub- she wants to be taken but she knows exactly what she's fucking doing. Exactly. So yeah. she, she's secretly in control without, she's in control, but ready to give up control if he does the right thing, but he has to do the right thing. So it's like a lock and a key, but you're antagonizing the key as a lock. And even though sometimes we get lucky, us guys, we never actually know what the right thing is. We just yeah, and it's it. not we fair. Stum- every now and then we stumble into it and we're like, yeah, it's Yay. not fair. And then we try to repeat the process the next night and it, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. And we're like, it doesn't know. Why did the goalpost change? I don't understand. That's ladies yeah. for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. We suck. Again, that's why I don't date women anymore because they're complicated. They suck and they're too much drama. So, but so, I mean, I like antagonizing people. So, so all right. So, Rand comes outside the tent. Uh, he meets the clan chiefs. Um, everything's ready. Um, and there's not really much to say. So, um, yeah, he just, um, um, they try no, to make, well, wait, 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 wait. There is something worth saying in his initial thought process, which I think sure. is worth noting, which I highlighted is, sorry. I have to preface this by saying, so I went to a private girl's school growing up where I had English every day, where all we did was literally highlight important mm. passages. <laughs> oh, I wish I never got laid. They're all stupid bitches who hated me and made up rumors about me. I got mm. no pussy. Anyway, um, so I'm very into like tell highlighting. Tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh-huh. Did you get there- uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. There's nothing to tell because I was a super geek and I didn't get along with anybody um but no it says uh no it's not it's not it's fine i didn't like them he they suck um could he have done something different something that would have avoided this day this place and i think it's important to note that rand is still in a place where he is he's trying to he's trying like there's so much conflict and so I just kind of want to see what Ian and Chris have to say about this struggle because he's having to make these vast decisions that are going to kill hundreds of thousands of people. But he's still having these moments, obviously, of like, shit, could yeah. I have done something different? Every so like it's part of the progression. He's not, he's not wise enough. He doesn't understand his power enough and how much he could actually probably control it's very matrix like like you know he's he's learned to leap over the buildings and dodge bullets and whatnot but uh, and maybe he's transitioning to where he could stop the bullets but like by the end of the matrix he'll be able to like literally control everything um and that may not happen until the last battle in the very last book so it's asking a lot for him to be able to do it now. That's impressive that he's already like considering it and it's like, you know, pecking at his brain. But it's not even that it's like, it's like, uh, like if he had made different choices, 
along the way do you see this as yeah choices (laughs) is this something that you see rand as being able to go forward with that same mindset that's not me like like, literally he could go either way and he does go both ways so like yeah. I, I, oh, he does, does he? Is that, is that a spoiler? Like, <laughs> like, like his lady choices, Matt, he goes you lead all you the ways. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to bring my friends back in at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, do you see him that, uh... as being able to, like, shut himself down to this or not? All right, so I was, no, I was jerking around when Ian was talking, but... Um, I completely agree with the the sentiments and I you know whenever do you make a serious decision and not think could I have done something differently there are people who do that though and there as are, you evolve there, and you have to realize Rand is a male channeler there's a part of him that in this wheel of time lore says well, as you as you're a man and once you start channeling you are eventually going to go crazy and we don't know and there's no indication of when or if that is even happening and i feel like that's something that as soon as we found that out in the series we needed to really keep in the back of our minds and that's sure. what every other character is also kind of keeping in the back of their minds like at what point is rand is this Rand over? Rand or is this yeah. Crazy Rand? Even they don't even know about the voice inside his head. There Shit. aren't many. There aren't many great dictators that aren't already a little kooky. But is he? Is Rand a Hitler or is he? A, uh, should I'm trying to think of a not so bad dictator. Augustus Caesar. I don't know. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Is because Elon Caesar, Musk. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 that Caesar is better. Is is Rand a, is Rand a Hitler or is he more of a Caesar? Like, which way is he going? But, yeah. but I think the fact yeah, that he still asks ask himself these questions proves the point that he still errs or wants to err to the side of what is best for mankind i'm gonna come okay cool i'm gonna i agree i'm gonna come back to that specifically later on in the chapter (laughs) but i i'm gonna come back to that in the chapter it but please remind me if i forget because that you saying that specifically we're gonna circle back to at the end i love you for that the chapter don't do it yeah and um yeah so they uh they also try to make him change his mind about uh maidens but brand refuses that uh, um mm-hmm. that's right before land shows up mm-hmm. um so any thoughts about that goes yeah. <laughs> larger as my carries the honor <clears throat> of the Karakan. yeah and, and land shows up he's up or he's he's already up as well and he wants to this is when he brings up the sword with rand so yeah um that's kind of the next point is the ask him about the sword. He says, well, you know, I guess it's today's the day. We'll see, cooled it out. And, uh, Rand, you know, Rand admits that, you know, that's what Land asks and he admits it. Uh, and Land says, you know, be careful. You know, you're pretty good to blade, but he was, he was born with a spear in his hand. So, you know, yeah, don't get too confident. Well, before we go too far, I do want to take a step back and look at, cause we, we talked about this in the last two chapters. So I want to give Marine her, her, you know, justice here. It says, you know, is Moraine with you? Rand had expected Land to be glued to her side. She is fretting in her tent. She can't possibly heal even all of the worst hurt today. 
that was her that was her choice of how to help she could not use the power as a weapon today but she could heal waste always angers her Mm. he's specifically talking about the loss of life and so i feel as if she felt that even if she could channel it wouldn't make the largest impact so there's no reason to even try to come up with a loophole the greatest thing she could do overall is to heal people and she was going to put all of her energies into that singular focus i don't like you for pointing that out but i agree with it so i i wanted to make sure (laughs) i wanted to make sure that we we went back to that because i i do as much as i get on the Aes Sedai in general for being manipulative from literally from day one of me reading this book i've always had that i i mean i like manipulation it doesn't bother me much is that a giggity uh, like, or I don't know. I like to be told what like to do sometimes. Like told what to do. <laughs> but you know, you gotta give Moraine her props when because right now she's she's kind of in the worst of spots. She realizes how important this battle is going to be, and she's making the decision to heal, which is going to preserve future warriors for the greater battle to come and and maybe that's true but in my constantly loving moraine and doubting moraine i'll see land fear out here helping maybe maybe <laughs> don't you talk about my land fear like that maybe moraine actually just wants to be as close to her tarangriol as she possibly can land and is, the best way for her to do that and protect those and guard those is to sit back and heal versus fighting so it could it could still be fight. selfish intentions. Ian will not fight me on this one. I'm like Lanfear could be doing something. Like Lanfear is the ultimate. Like she she She's has sexy. the power. Like she, oh she does have the power. Fiance um, me. I'm sorry, Ian. You you think Lanfear is your fiance? You need to understand we're already married with children and she my girl. Pets. Well, oh. Flicker now she's mine. <laughs> oh no sorry in in literally every flicker, single flicker 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 you will always be the mistress land here has been my well no, i'm gonna be me. i'm gonna be i've one i've, I've been the mistress counts. there is something wrong with being a mistress i've been in that position so i'm sorry ian but land here's my bay and you can just come she likes, off her. You can go she jump likes my honey cakes yeah, well, she likes my big old dicks. So, Sorry, I, I had nothing else to say. Honey cakes was a metaphor. Now, now, now I kind of want cinnamon buns from. Now I'm, now I'm hungry. So, so after this whole conversation with Lynn, yeah. Rand does promise not to take unnecessary risks, um, and then he goes to meet with Egwene and Avianda. Um, both of them meet him, um, and Rand's kind of surprised Avianda's there. Is like I thought wise ones didn't get involved in battle. And I mean, it's like I'm not a wise one yet, yeah. so I can. Do and it more importantly, the wise <laughs> ones knew she was there, and they were like, "Yeah, cool, do that." Yeah, I yeah. thought that was interesting. The wise mm-hmm. ones also don't take the oaths, so yeah. technically they can do anything they actually want. Sure, I just I, I guess I didn't think so the I, wise ones would be down with so Avienda fighting more like uh, an Aes Sedai. Well, here's the thing. Okay, I don't know. Ish, okay, so first off, she has been trained, then they know this by Moraine to be able to control the power. Sure. This is this was a decision made in the wise one circle 
at, in the dead of night when they realized they had this resource. And what they're now able to do is to have somebody positioned to protect the car Khan. Ooh, yeah. Have his babies. Sorry, yeah, I too. No, 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 no. But there is something to that. Like if they can get him to actually hook up with her and her to actually accept that role, then they have a woman in the woman's circle in the wise one circle that is also directly linked to the car Khan. And we know in their culture, the women rule the roost in a much greater way than they do in this in the wetland in the wetlands like we know mm-hmm. that so they're hoping that this will bleed over she's a honey pot yeah like she is literally their golden child and they don't want to admit that outright to her because they lose the control of her so this is their manipulation in the sense of we are going to train you to be able to protect him. You are going to be able to walk the dream. So we are going to be able to use you no matter where you're at. You're going to be at one of us. Therefore, if you have a loyalty to us and you're going to be married to him. So he has a loyalty to you. Therefore, he has a loyalty to us. It is all a political move that has been thought out literally for months now. And that's why they place them together because you put a beautiful woman and a man in a room long enough, you know, something is bound to happen. For better or worse. For better or worse. Correct. Sometimes, yeah. But when you have control of half of that situation, for better or for worse, you can make that situation go as planned. So this is all strategic and this is all expected already. And what Rand won't do for himself she's expected to do for him so if it came down to it he might not want to channel when it comes to cool it in but avienda might step in it reminds me very much of um not so much arranged marriages in the modern indian sense but mm-hmm. in the historical middle ages um of the monarchy and uh, Paris, and the yeah. higher nobility. the nobility sense you know in the nobility sense is like that very yes very strategic or cleopatra very mm-hmm. strategic marriages or cup not even marriages of strong suggestions of mm-hmm. this is who you really should be with not because it'll bring our two major powers together but we also kind of feel like we're gonna get an in on what's happening over there but then i feel like it also translates to the when you take those historical actual instances and then translate them into more modern period entertainment pieces like um bridgerton for example which i love which i oh i was so against it until like about three weeks ago and then i powered Mm. through both of the seasons but i also Mm. watched the gilded age and i'm very into history yeah i which i like gilded age better than anyway sorry we're gonna have to talk about that later um but it's a it's very much uh you go into this based on a power play on a arrangement but then you don't anticipate that there is, which I know obviously this is how Robert Jordan was writing it, but I love that you, you he does it mm-hmm. in a very cool way where you don't anticipate those two people that you're trying to position towards each other for your own ends end up caring about each other. And so then 
after like all of a sudden it turns into a whole different game because Avienda isn't then necessarily loyal to the people that are trying to like spy her in on the car at Karn because she she loves him and whether they I mean obviously I mean she would I think me personally she's such a strong woman she would not have had sex with him in the snow unless she did love him yeah I always yeah. thought that and, and you know? I, I see that shift in loyalty happening sooner rather than later yeah it's probably already happened that she just hasn't quite admitted it on a psychological like, level yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, no she admitted it we just kind of danced around it she literally said like i arranged it this morning mm-hmm. yes so, yes you know the even subtle... though they put them together good point she made the decision right yeah yeah so after all this they decide to leave uh the the maidens surround Ran as the honor guard, and he kind of wants to go to battle. And they're like, "Nope, you're going to the observation tower." <laughs> he's uh-huh. like, "He's like, no, but I want to go." And like, no, no. And he finally gives in. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to go anywhere." But there, <laughs> I, I love the they're... chanting, and I get it. I completely, completely, completely understood the chanting. Honestly, do you? Because this is one part that I ha- had a hard time with, and I still have a hard time with understanding. It, it bugs me. It me too. It bugs me. So I would love to, Chris, hear your take on this whole chant thing. Because they're going to protect him even against his own stupidity. But, uh, yeah, maybe you can articulate it, Ian, better than I can, but I, I just have a problem with it. I don't know. So it's hard for me to say because I, I still don't know the reader from where I'm at. We still don't know truly who the Karkarn is, Karkarn chief of chiefs, whatever it is, and what exactly his role is supposed to be. And we know it's not quite the same as being like this ultimate leader, but it kind of is. So I just think from the perspective of fighting this large battle, um, it, it seems to do more to like take away from his authority than it does like helping him and protecting him. I, I think, I don't know, there's risk there. And like how many people saw this go down? I mean, they're chanting very loudly. And his orders have been contradicted. I mean, that's just not a good thing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if they can do it now, everybody else. Again, look at the culture that you're in. But they're not all Aiel. No, yeah. they're not Aiel. Barter is mine. It's very different. Are, now the people that are not Aiel are looking at that going like, well, I guess maybe the orders he gave us are just suggestions. Yeah. We can well, tweak it and change it. and. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm not saying that's what happens, but there's that risk. I just, it didn't sit well with me. Maybe it turns out yes. fine and peachy. But I was like, mm, don't know that I like this. I've read the whole series and there's like no, me saying it doesn't sit well with me literally gives no spoilers away. It's just my personal feeling the way that Fardarius Mai has always treated Rand. It just yeah. maybe it's maybe my own personal bias. Like it, it just yeah. never has sat well with me. So I'm always interested to see what other people think well, I mean, about the, the the other side of that is like these are his mother's people. It's not his and so like they mom. are mothering him and they yeah. are taking care of him and they are helping him make smarter decisions to keep him alive. Smarter decisions to them. To them, but I mean, let's be real him going out to the main battle and potentially actively right. seeking Kuladin versus going to the tower and using his power, you know, it's kind of a no-brainer. He even realizes that he's like, I 
I clearly look like a wool-headed dummy. Yeah, but I yeah. think the maidens, are, and maybe it's me just getting a little bit too into it, but I always felt this particular scene out of the whole series, but, I, mean, I felt really strongly said, like... He could have easily said, all right, then we're all going to battle. Yeah. Right. But, and it, but I, I think I think he, they would have. The wisdom. he did see the wisdom in it. Though. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, so you're remember, right. Remember earlier we were battle. talking about like the different yeah. levels of leadership. And then so when you're at that strategic level and trying to guide the whole battle and you need to be able to see everything's going on, you can't be down in the mix and no. do all of that. So, I, I mean, it is good that he's pulling away from it some. Uh, it kind of reminds me, um, for those of y'all that have seen Band of Brothers, towards the end when Captain, probably major winners at the time, like one of his leaders freezes and won't continue on with the charge. And he's like, fuck, what, yeah. what, what are you doing? And he's about to pick up his weapon and go lead his men like he did so many times. And his leadership's telling him to be like, that ain't your job anymore. You need to sit here and you guide the battle from here. You need to send somebody else that's capable in to do that. So there is, you know, I guess maybe this is that little transition of, all right, I'm not, I'm not the guy that's supposed to be fighting all these small individual battles and skirmishes now. I'm leading, managing the whole battle war. There, there's that. On. And but then there's also, again, I just don't like he, the way they did it. He's well, trying yeah, to remove the mind very, it was very from public. the fight. Like these are women that yeah, are, they want to be in the they fight. They want to be in the fight. They're they feel insulted that yeah. he is saying that. Like, no, I'm he they see it as hey, I'm trying to remove it's a gigantic and he cultural is. slap in the face. Yes. Yes. And yeah. you're belittling the woman and her choice. And so they gave him an ultimatum. Like you lead us into battle one way, or you lead us into battle the other way either way we're going where you're going because we're no less than you we're here to protect you as i one of us we have pledged that to you even if it's against your own stupidity we're gonna do it that's like the dog that how many times how many times you smack him and you push him away he keeps coming back because the end of the day he's loyal and he's gonna be there for you when you need him that's why you should treat your dog as well yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, um, I I treat my dog well, and if an intruder came into my house, she would greet him as like, "Hey, a new person, come pet me." So maybe it's not the best analogy, yeah, but I yeah. but I feel you. <laughs> so um so yeah so they make their way to the observation tower um get there and Rand and Egwene and Avienda go up there start selling uh studying the field. Uh, the women quietly discuss about what's about to happen. And then all of a sudden Rand feels either one or both of them start channeling and then lightning starts to strike down everywhere. And Rand just like, all right, start lighting hilltops up. So Rand, Rand, Rand becomes Tim. <laughs> yeah. And and I love the way it, it describes the taint here. He's like, he feels the taint like overcome or overcome him. But then at the same time, he just kind of suppresses it down and is like, I need to do this. So it is what it is. It is what it is. And I'm just going to destroy hilltops. And um, that's what he starts doing. Well, and I love the statement he makes about how this act is stretching even him. So he mm-hmm. can't imagine what they're going through. Yeah. It shows their their strength and their tenacity and their willingness to kind of put themselves out there for what they see as the greater purpose. Yeah. Can I go back to your comment a little bit, Alan? Sure. Not destroying hilltops melting them yeah <laughs> no yes. it is it is a difference melting yes. uh, melting the hell yeah <laughs> we've we've, we've heard about this action a couple of times like one 
like the end of the initial prologue, right? And then when we heard about uh, Eamon's wife, wasn't it when it heard that when she went ape shit, like yeah, just destroyed crazy amount of power, like yeah, get just like melted and yeah, complete the destruction. I mean, I know he's doing it on a smaller scale, that but that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. So anything about all this before we switch to our boy Matt again? Because I Maddie. can't wait for this. <laughs> I can't wait to get through it so we can go ahead and do the next chapter. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, some asshole stopped um, us at a bad spot. So sorry. One more thing. Just go one ahead. more, just one more thing. The yeah. specific point where one more thing? That's not what she said. <laughs> she, she, she needs many more things, my love. Um, Dang. He Damn. only needs he only needs one more thing because he's simple. Uh, no, that's not true. Men are complicated, and I don't women care. only need a tongue, a good tongue. No, actually, I really don't enjoy oral with. sex. So try to again. speak with. What are you talking about? Just be, yeah. yeah, they need right. sweet nothings whispered into their ear. Yeah. All I need is your dick. Sorry, I'm. <laughs> you, you were trying to be eloquent, so I felt like I needed to be proportionately uneloquent. That's okay. Here you um, all about. <laughs> Full saying. Like, oh, wait. Like, giggity. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Giggity. giggity. Uh, no. Right, the one thing. Oh, my God. So Alan is going to get so mad at us. Um, so, no, but when Rand is uh, going through his whole tower thing, this is one of, this is, I, I is this the first time where Luz Theron is, like, kind of. Creeping up? Creeping, like, creeping up in a major way, though. Um, he has in this book a few times, but yeah, not. Okay. So, oh, good, yeah. good. Thank God. See, I'm so tentative because I've read this series so many times. Things blend together, and I don't yeah. want to give yeah. it. So, yeah. No, he's loose yeah. there, and he's had to mess with a few times in his head. So he, the yeah. specific, he starts doing shit, and then the line stand alone. And this is where I want to point out how the book is written physically, I'd like as far as paragraph breaks and everything. Ileana, my that, love, forgive me. Yes. That mm-hmm. it is a standalone line in italics by itself. And I mm-hmm. feel like that is a very, I literally have written next to it, control question mark. The void trembled from my first for read. an instance ran, teetered on the brink of destruction. Waves of the one power crashed through him in a froth of fear. The taint seemed to solidify around his heart, a reeking stone. So what's Touching happening? The there? rail until his knuckle aches, he forced mm. himself back to calmness, forced the emptiness to hold. Thereafter, he refused to listen to the thoughts in his head. Instead, he concentrated everything on channeling, on methodically searing one hill after another. I'm very. I want to hear you guys. Slipping was. into the taint, and is he? I, well, and he's and he's fighting for control. I mean, like, if he gets to that point and loses control, that's, again, happens. To the end of the prologue where it just, all of it's unleashed at once and just utter destruction of all existence that we know, right? Well, it's or not at least necessarily, potential. it's not existence. It's well, I mean, of that, right, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Makes a dragon you know? out again. So yeah. the, the question also is, is, is this what the Dark One is looking for? Hmm. Is this his escape? Do you think that Rand could actually be the dark one? 
be no no i uh, no no oh wow whoa okay. you went that. i was gonna say um do you think ram like you saying that but you're you're saying that the dark one wants what total obliteration or whatever do you think so the dragon reborn all he did in conjunction with the mill channelers in the age of legends was break the world but all that really did was reshape the actual you know world itself physically like how the earth is now compared to pangea back in the dinosaur mm-hmm. days so are we little, talking morphin yeah mighty morphin power rangers yeah. so so are we talking about that or are we talking about total obliteration like but what, what we know hold on all we know is that it's shaped or changed the shape of the physical what we don't know is how it directly impacted timelines, how it directly impacted the weave itself. Which it, well, yeah, which probably is. So then, but I mean, so, but what, what, so what you, is if, Rand capable of? If honestly? you think about, like, again, the wheel weaves, we're thinking about, you know, stitching, essentially, we're thinking about, you know, cre- creation of this pattern. Well, if you think about when a machine cuts a pair of pants or when it cuts a shirt, it's perfect for the first few, but every time it goes through its cycle, it gets off and off and off and off until we get those misprinted. That's such a good analogy. Weavings. That so, doesn't even necessarily apply to this book like series, but that's, it may, it may or it may not, yeah. but like that is such a good analogy. Like, so you're, we're you're a we, smart man you know the i like the, you the dark one is continuously wanting the world to be reset and reset and reset and every time we get a chosen one who fails in the mission of bringing the world out of what it is it's just a slip of the machine slip of the machine slip of the machine is slip that what he wants figure. though yeah because then what, wait breaks. so what is the dark one's the actual breaks. end goal so was it is it the dark one's goal to break the wheel or what was is, that just, is, or was that just ballsy what does breaking the wheel mean though well you get out of this uh pattern of re- instead of having a reincarnation type system you're just on this linear timeline so like when it can move that, so so that way but people like, will keep getting born like shit will still keep going it's sure, just there's there's no reincarnation power. there's yeah. no is sure. there any and magic still in that world well i mean what's the what's the dark one's vision it, it's got to have the potential to still exist but i, I guess my my thought process was that the reason behind doing that is so when he gains power he can maintain it indefinitely there's no risk of this ultimate reset and having to start over and then claw uh, claw back and try and gain power again what is his version of power? Because generations will Jeez. keep going. People will keep being born and dying and being new people. So what is, like, what's his version? Like, what does the Dark but One really will want? Be new people, it won't be the same cycles. Then he'll yeah. have to start over from scratch with these new people. That's okay. Maybe he wants Landfair and he's just pissed that Landfair's going after <laughs> who's there. Landfair's in my basement, so the Dark One can back off. Landfear's already chained up in my base. He wants, he wants, he wants apple, absolute chaos. 
because he wants exactly. chaos to reign. He wants chaos. To I reign. know. Sorry, I'm. I may be. It's. Not, I'm not. I promise. I'm not leading them. I'm not. I'm just delving into. Sure. No. Like, <laughs> what do you really think about the dark one? Because you guys haven't really talked that much. All we know so far, about, like our only interaction with him, has been little Michael Bublé's that have risen to the surface. Yeah. Like that's all. <laughs> We've heard other people talk about him, but we haven't we haven't heard him yet. Crazy life. There are crazy times, and there's you and me. I wanna go home. (laughs) Take me home. Sorry, Alan. Sorry, Alan. (laughs) Was that Buble? Oh shit. shit. (laughs) So yeah. Anything about all this before we move to Maddie? No, Maddie. 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 All right. One of my technicians, I lit my HVAC install technicians. I literally call Maddie Ice, and it's because mm-hmm. that's how I see Matt in the books is a, just a drunk Matt doing whatever yeah. he's gonna do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Time to roll the dice. Honey badger's gonna honey badger. Um. So. Any so, don't give shit. Yeah. True. True. Um, so Matt, Matt's, uh, riding, riding away. He's finally got away, uh, and he's leaving camp and he spots a group of Aiel and he thinks they're probably Rance Aiel, but he's not sure. He's like, I'm not going to take any chances. I'm just going to head the other way. And he's just kind of riding, uh, going West and he turns South and then West, uh, West again. Um, and he's like, always West. Why am I always going West? Uh, it's the direction that keeps on getting, kind of getting herded. Um, and at the next Choices. stop. Yeah, the next stop he t- he turns and looks around. And he sees uh, a group of Tyrians and Carians Car- marching along in a column, and he's like, "Okay, that looks like troop formations are marching this way." And he looks through the eyeglass spyglass he got from Kentover, and um, and he sees a group of Aiel, and he's like, "Oh shit, they're about to walk into a huge ambush," and mm-hmm. they don't see it. I see it. He sees everything, and he's like. I can just move and keep going my way and just let it happen. And his conscience just starts to eat away. And he's like, I need to just get away. Why, why is this happening? Like, <laughs> Yeah. So. What, and well, it doesn't get into this part. We saw earlier how, when he looked at the map and he could just see how everything should unfold. He's, he know when he looks at this, he knows that this one little piece right here and this one little group getting wiped out right off the bat by this ambush could severely disrupt the entire plan. So it's not just mm-hmm. this group that's going to get whacked. Right. But this this one domino falling the wrong mm-hmm. way is going to ruin everything. Rest the potential to ruin everything. So sure. I mean how do you it, walk away from that? With with any war or any battle, I mean one thing can definitely decide everything. I mean if uh I mean go back to historical events, let's talk about the Civil War, talk about Gettysburg. If Lee had taken the hill um, and had the upper hand, and they would have won Gettysburg, and they didn't and, charge yeah. and didn't and didn't win that, and because they suffered such a great loss in the north, it kind of just shaped the rest of the war there. Um, yep. And one moment like this, especially early in a, in, a, in a battle situation, can definitely change a tide. Uh, it can ruin morale. Morale is a big thing. Heart's a big thing when especially you're fighting early on. Yeah, um, and taking the first morale, loss is mm, that's rough. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough to come back from that. Yep. Um, it, it, it's like that in sports. It's like that in battle. It's yeah. It's it's a it's a life thing. Uh, <laughs> it's mm. it's tough to recover. Um, but yeah. So um, you know, obviously his he he's having this mental breakdown of I want to leave, but he can't. 
because he can't just let them go to the slaughter. I mean, which I mean, let's give Matt his kudos. He does have a heart. He does care. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. We can say he's selfish. We can say that he's out for himself. But here he makes the conscientious decision to be the savior of the day. And of course, mm-hmm. the internal battles like, I'm not going to actually fight. I'm just going to go warn people. Right. I'm not going to lead. I'm just going to warn. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to pull out my spear. And I'm go not to a war. hero. Charge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a hero. I'm not a hero. Choices. Choices. Yeah. Decisions. He's trying his best. Free He's doing will. the best yeah. he can. What was the icon picture for this chapter? I didn't even. It was the it was the wheel of time. It was the wheel of time symbol. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Just like, not the wheel of time symbol, the I said I symbol. Uh, to theory. I said I symbol. Loyal has been absent for many chapters now. The whole book. He is. And yeah. I kind of miss him. Yeah. I mean, well, me too. Yeah. He's broken Parents. three beds back at my parents' house waiting for me to come home. I, yeah. I mostly missed your voice for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's more what I was saying. The special uh, guest. Uh, I miss not loyal, but the, the special guest. Loyal. Yeah. loyal. <laughs> we, we miss him too on the podcast. Hopefully he'll come back sometime soon. Yeah. Well, you and I, Alan, know that he will. Uh, so. yeah. Rand definitely yeah. makes some plow- some. Rand, not Rand, Matt. Rand, Matt. Matt makes some player power plays. And he's like, you know, in the name of the Lord Dragon, I need y'all to pay the fuck attention. I'm trying to save your lives. And I know you don't know me from Bob, but I'm going to use his name. So here he is speaking in authority for the Lord Dragon, and he's being listened to. And the one thing we know about a character like Matt is, is he may not like the responsibility, but he loves the authority. I mean, I don't know if you guys can picture the, the, the plan that Matt's come up with and how to survive this, but um, you know, he, he, he orders the horsemen to divide into several groups and ask the Kyrians that are in the troop formation from a hedgehog, which if you know what hedgehog is, it's a battle formation uh, with with shield and spike and, and pike. Um, and then providing cover for the people that come in between right and then orders the cavalry to retreat back into the box uh once the once about and there and the cavalry which is the nolan men are like bullshit we'll just take it on ourselves it's like you'll die if you do that like that's no you need to retreat back into the box like that's this is a key aspect of this and then we're gonna have flank Calvary. what's in the box what's in the box <laughs> like yeah. you're gonna go and be the decoy to have them attack you and then you're gonna immediately flank back into the hedgehog so they can have that and then we'll have flank cavalry charging you aside so that's the plan and they're like yeah whatever we know what we're doing <laughs> well okay so to be fair he had to go to different groups giving like their role like mm-hmm. real quick he scripts this out in his head right he races to each one of these groups and talks to the leader has to convince them all right i do have some authority here i'm talking on behalf of you know, the dragon, blah, 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 gets them all to believe him real quick, tells them what the role is. Everybody listens to him except one group. The Kyrie. Yeah. The Kyrie Calvary that's leading the pack. Yeah. Right. Um, so or that's not, not, still a pretty good success rate. Never mind that right? Kyrian, Tyrian, Tyrian Calvary. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so po- point B, like for coming right. up with this on the fly and like having to take a leadership role and get everybody to like listen to him. I think he does a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. Good numbers. Yeah. Um, so most of them listen, like I said, then he goes back to the Kyrians, um, to Talmanas and uh, Daedrid, 
who are the two guys and um and and they they agree to his plan right away but they give but, him a choice but they give him a choice yeah I love this. I love Choices. Choices. And if you didn't catch Tall Man, Tall Manas, Tall Manes, as I like to call him, uh, Tall Manes, uh, is one of my favorite characters. Is, is probably my favorite character. Though, he's, so. Yeah. He, no, honestly, he is great. I love Tall Manes. I do too. <laughs> I God. Yeah. No, yeah. No spoilers. But I'm. I, I have a lot of favorite characters. But I'm with you, Alan. Like, wait. So he survives the battle. I'm fine spoiler, saying that. Spoiler, Both of us are yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine saying that. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like how um, it's funny you say another T. Um, Alan, oh, I hope you don't mind me saying this. And I don't think it's a spoiler, but uh, he rem- t- he reminds me a lot of, uh, Tomanis reminds me a lot of Talonvor. Yeah. The two Ts. Yeah. And I love both of them. Titties. I don't know. Um, oh my, yeah, it's fine. Don't. I, I think they're both very similar and like in their intentions, and I love them both for the same majestic region, like reasons. So yeah, you said I, region. They're majestic. They're majestic region. <laughs> I'll say it, like this. It's obvious and... that I haven't had a majestic region in a minute. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> this man has literally got Matt to do, but what Rand has been wanting him to do for oh yeah forever. Yes. Oh, 100. Yeah. yeah but so casually cool about it. Yeah. He's like, like he listens to his plan. He's like, you. yeah, that's a cool plan. Yeah, I'll totally do it. But you're gonna do it with me. You're gonna lead the other half. Right. <laughs> you're gonna lead We're the other half. We're gonna do this shit together. He's quite literally like you. I'll give you the buy-in, but I need you to believe in it yourself. God, so, I yeah. love right. to be honest. Right. So <laughs> I'm offering a hundred thousand like, dollars for a fifty percent stake in your company. Yeah. <laughs> Take Basically. it or leave it. You got five seconds. Matt's like, fuck. Yes, girl. <laughs> Charge. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. And then they, they they gather on either side of the hills, you know, in this gap, and the soldiers march in and best part and, of the chapter coming up. Yeah. And then yes. Yeah, Matt, Matt hears the fighting starting to happen over the crest, and he's like, "All right, it's happening." And and then he orders his charge. Well, before that, he sees, he wonders how the Tarians are doing. This and, is the best part. Yeah, <laughs> the dumbasses that didn't listen to him yeah. were all like, "Yeah, I got one. I got two. Yeah, and I he got sees, another one." And then he sees then, them all going down, like getting brutally slaughtered in front of him. He's yes. like, "Like, it mentions one. Like, most of the horses are riderless." He sees like yep. one of the, one guy that was get him shit earlier just like go down in a heap of oil like stabs like dying right in front of him like he's like yep they're like swarm like zombie swarms like I don't know what it says dead. about me but this was very satisfying the fact that <laughs> yeah. they were like no. no we got this and they most definitely did not have it oh yeah, like, Lord Alan wait till we get to do my as wells. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh yes. It's a chapter. By the way, that's a chapter title. So yeah. there's literally no Is it in anything. this book? No. Oh. It's the last battle. <laughs> it's in the last in the last battle. Yeah. No, it's, ne- it's, ne- it's next book. It's next yes. book. Uh, but uh, Ian, can I wait, can I could I choose to come on that as a I don't know. That's a. I was gonna check the sheets. I think for yeah. I think for Dumai's Wells, we don't have a guest, but I can double check. I will pay because I think that would be one of the things that is like for some of the like really really big ones like that. It's tough to like. I feel you. Yeah, I will pay you extra money. I'm just to go on to. I think everyone would. I know, right? But no, I love how Ian said that because I know when we get there, like, fuck shit balls. 
Yeah. Yes, but you're right, Ian. You're a hundred percent right. Everything mm-hmm. you're saying, I agree with you so much. And I love that you're saying this right now because I'm agreeing with you where you're saying a lot of people won't agree with me. And a lot of people won't agree with you right now. We'll have our vindication later. We will. Yeah. Yeah. Two Semper- arms. Sem- so, yeah, I know um, you're army, but semperfy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I got <laughs> love for him. <laughs> yeah. Crayons uh, are delicious. So even, even, even as the leader of the Torsman goes down, <laughs> Matt, Matt thinks good riddance. <laughs> which, mm. <laughs> Love it. Um, and, and he throws his, his horsemen into battle with 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 uh, with old tongue war cry <laughs> for the cavalry. And, uh, and they're all like, and they're, <laughs> they have this look on their face like, I don't know what the fuck he's saying, but, but ah, I, I get the hand ah. motions. Yeah. And we end the chapter with lightning beginning to fall all around them. <laughs> Which ironically enough, we know. Shit's fucking up. And that's and we're in. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) Anybody else like very proud of Pip or Pips? Is that it? That's the first name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, up until this point, not really um experienced as a war horse. At least we don't know that. Yeah. Pips is a secondary Bella. Uh, Pips is a good boy. I mean, for for not for not training in it and just you know charging down a hill in a battle. Um 14 out of 10, good boy. Yeah, oh, yeah. 14 out of 10. Good boy. So, so I mean, if Ian, you don't know, not, not Ian, every horse I'm gonna makes go a back good to war a point horse. you made so, well yeah. before. Does it just mean that Matt's Taviran is now taking full effect? No, no, it's the horse. Hang on. Horse. Don't yes. you besmirch the horse. The no, 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 I wasn't talking necessarily the about horses. the horse, but we have, we have this, we have all these new players that are all of a sudden kind of just listening and doing. Now it's just you know residual rand i've always thought it was or matt being matt a severin this always, feels more matt severin yeah. he's got the whole dice he's got the whole dark one's luck or whatever with his gambling shit yeah. on his side already and this is a big gamble because he didn't know if these people will listen to him at all mm-hmm. and so far he and he very quickly best. put it together yeah like yeah. put together like probably the only response they could have had to survive that scenario had they marched another 50 paces yeah, before he stopped them, they'd all be dead. Because like, he was within he, he, was, he was within barely view stopped he, him in time. I mean, he he was with the view when he stopped him. They even mentioned that, like the view, the, the view. So when the when he left, he could no see all the ice. He could feel the ice and ice staring him down as he left. He's like, please say I'm a messenger. Just think I'm a messenger. Just think I'm a messenger. Do mm. not attack me as I'm leaving. But go back around. And I could just picture Pips like doing a fancy trot, like I'm gonna help play along with this charade. <laughs> blop, blop, blop. <laughs> messenger pony. Plop, plop, plop. <laughs> Charge. Yeah. Fuck it up. And I, I love also Matt's thoughts about like after Tamanis makes the deal with them and he's now leading the entire, he's like, I, I wanted to get a, why am I leading an army right now? Like what's, what the, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's going on? His mind's always somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what great. I mean. Like it seems like a Rand <laughs> at this, at this point so far, in the series, it feels like Rand needs to really plan things out well, or at least have people around him who are planning things out well mm-hmm. in order to be successful. Whereas Matt does best when he just fucking wings it and is yeah. like, balls, let's go, roll the craps dice. Yell some, yell some old tongue, you must go. On, yeah. <laughs> doesn't even know he's talking a different language like he's the the gambler he's the ultimate gambler whereas rand when he does gamble i i and i might honestly be totally wrong but i've always felt 
like if Rand does gamble, he doesn't succeed nearly as much as when Rand, when Matt is like, let's just fucking do it. Rand, Rand has <laughs> too much think, too much think. Yes, but I, if if Matt overthought it, I feel like he would fail just as much. You sure. know, the fact yeah, the that wing he it does works. just toss the tossing of the dice. He's got to lean into it and like he's a tosser. Learn mm-hmm. how to lean. <laughs> Fucking tosser. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I was married to a British person. I know what that means. Um, but I feel like he he's whether he realizes it or not, he succeeds so much better when he just goes on impulse as opposed to careful planning. And you see that in real people so much, Mm -hmm. like the whole, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like the whole DISC, D-I-C personality profiling thing. Yeah, yeah, like I'm I'm a a DNNS, which cracks me up because I'm, anyway, um, goes into another area. Um, But yeah, it cracks me, but I can't help but take that and like apply it to this. You know, like Rand needs to have rules. He needs to have a process and a procedure and feel confident in what he's doing in order to succeed. And Matt is just like, fuck it, let's go. And the more he does that, the more he succeeds, which I honestly don't know what to attribute that to yet. Maybe he is an agent of the Dark One and that's why he has the Dark One's own luck. Who the fuck knows? Like nobody yeah. knows. And that's why I love that. Like you just, it's so wily. He's like wily coyote at this point, but with all the battle knowledge of the ancients. So mm, yeah, I will say Matt. So like I said, I've been reading this series. I've read it upwards of 10 times. I've started it over 10 years ago. I hated Matt start to mm. finish as a character progression from my first, from the first book to the last book. For the first few reads, I did not like Matt, but oh, we're naive. Um, but as I got older, Matt and Nynaeve are two of my favorite characters now. So oh, yeah. I think it, yeah, it really like they, different characters speak to you at different points in your life and different things that you've gone through. But yeah, no, Matt, now I'm like, yeah, just fucking toss the dice, do it. Go for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm liking him. Yeah. I, I would I would like to see him break away from Rand and progress on his own a little bit. I do hope that happens for his sake. I th- I think mm-hmm. he'll be able to grow better that way. Um, but yeah, okay. cool. Anything and maybe we'll, and maybe we'll get away from these chapters of Matt going. This is it. Today's the day I'm leaving. I'm leaving today. And well, so and then, then by the end of the you, chapter, he's you, like, what... "Shit, I'm right back at it." <laughs> but now he is really kind of for the first time really trying to separate himself in a more verbal sense telling around i'm done whereas he has not before so where do you guys both of you individually not alan sorry um see as where do you see as as matt's character going because this is a really pivotal point in matt's matt's character progression so I mean, Go ahead. I'll let you go first. No, no, you. No, no. You know what? You know what? I want to hear Chris first because I feel like Chris relies on Ian sometimes. And <laughs> I've been piggybacking on him all day today. He's had some good ones. I That's know. why I want to well, him to go know, first. He's still. been blowing me away. Mm-hmm. All right. So, no, nine out of ten times Chris follows Ian. Sometimes, oh, sorry, I call it how it is. So, Christopher, sixty percent of the time it works. hundred percent. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um 
progression wise again i see matt coming out on top of this battle as kind of a savior and i see him kind of coming to terms with all right if i can't get away from him by my own terms these are the terms that i am going to get away from him and i can see matt being made some form of a commander or captain in the army of the Karakhan. Through his own volition or through Rand putting him there? Because you just said he breaks away from Rand. I think it's he's been put there already by people following him. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't understand. That makes no, more so sense. No, so by them following him already, it's kind of been determined that this is the route that he's going to take because these people are going to be saved by him and will be willing to follow him into battle. And so I could see him maybe making the decision i can't get away from you completely but i will accept that i have to do for you in order to get away from you and maybe be put on a mission to go take something back or gain some more land get some more ground like i don't see him up under rand entirely for the next you know for the entire series Mm -hmm. i see him maybe in the next book or at the end of this book going his separate way in the name of the dragon reborn would you agree ian so i I like that i don't think expect tarvalon yeah i don't i don't think it necessarily needs to be a negative thing where finally he's like fuck it i'm out of here uh it could be just like you said at some point we like maybe after this battle or whatever before we move into the next book like there's two very important fronts where Rand has to go this way but um maybe going to Tarvalon or maybe going to Camelin or maybe something like, like there's this other very vitally important, important thing. And because of where Matt's rose to, you know, he's trusted with that mission and they kind of do a split ops thing. But then from there, he has the opportunity to kind of grow and progress on his own. So I, I see that. I, I would like that. I'd hate for them to get in some little like fight or something, or Matt really resent Rand and his Tavernus and leave like he was trying to here. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. I like it good okay sure interesting everybody's happy in that scenario interesting mm-hmm. interesting interesting but does it wait matt's supposed to end up with this uh sean chan chick right who the daughter of the nine moons daughter of the nine moons wait sean chan did yeah, we find the- did we find out she was sean chan for sure well, well they, we got the, we got pretty the court, strong clues. They, they mentioned that yeah, yeah, the about the court, the court of, the the of the nine moons. The court, yeah. but do sh- but okay. yeah. I mean, that's a pretty. We could still be She's wrong. I just didn't. But that's a pretty. Like I don't think they had mentioned like a nine moons or court or anything like royalty yeah, yeah. They, they, within we got the, the aisle. So they, no, they didn't. No, not not with Matt, but with Egwene uh, in uh, uh, Menagerie. She met with the handler that was Sean Chen. And mentioned she used to be. Part I of mentioned the she's she's yeah. to mention she's to handle the elephants or surrets in the court in the nine moons. Oh, yeah. so I can, I can see Matt. Sean Matt, could get, Matt could get pulled yeah. because of a, mm-hmm. a girly girl. I see that what, a girly girl? Wait, wait. What does a girly girl entail? No, I mean, just like you know, yeah, like Molly. Girl. Yeah, but Molly, wait, Molly like MDMA, like at at every no, a Famali. Oh, I thought he was like Molly. Molly. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) whoa, this took a whole different direction. It's a Fagazi, a Fagazi. It's a (laughs) it's a whimsy. It's a woozy. Yeah. Okay. It's fragile. It's French. (laughs) I love that. It's Italian. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, anything else from these chapters? 
No. Favorite character, I'm... Matt. Favorite character, Matt. <laughs> Jumps right in. I was gonna ask for a character. I went for the easy one there. There's Matt. so there's there's plenty of good ones here. Yeah, there are some favorite good. character Lan. Well, Lan is still the man. He prodded oh. Matt into having his first real full blown. We gonna fuck this battle strategy up right now, and he would not have done that without Lan. Gosh, so. Avienda kind of. I was just about to say in her way a little bit. Avienda. Yep, that's that was a good one. Because we we skimmed over it, but Avienda's only real training comes from what she's getting from Moraine and what she's getting from um, Nynaeve in the moments that she's not protecting Rand yeah. or working with the wise ones. And need, so she had, fucking portaled in a moment of need. Yeah, she's had some huge <laughs> progressions in a very Just short amount say. of time. What you, you can learn what? from need. The first yeah. thing that came Easy. to my mind with them like on their horse making their way, and in my mind, they're on a horse. You know, I mean, they probably would not want to be on a horse. Sometimes when she's forced know, to, it's okay. Riding the horse on the way to the tower, and you've got one lady at each side. And in my mind, I'm like, throw a silver bracelet and a, a silver choker, and yeah, you know, maybe and a safe word, can, and yeah, maybe we can control Rand a little bit here. Maybe this is some foreshadowing of you know moments to come where. Well, the the the, the um, what are they? The Shan Chan have mm-hmm. those horrible fucking shit for the women. Well, we not yeah. have one that we assume is for men. Do we? Yeah, that's what Nynaeve picked up in Tenchi. Right, so I, I didn't yeah. want to give anything away. But yeah, no, but, but like... And Elaine might be able to create them. Exactly. But wait, weren't they supposed to throw that shit like away? That's supposed to be gone completely. So... Mm-hmm. In theory, we but, never yeah, with, with read Elaine, the chapter of it actually getting dropped with off. With Elaine being able to create new and nobody else can create, the, there's no reason why maybe other people couldn't too. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Potential. Potential. Yeah. Y'all know. That is honestly one of, I will say, one of my favorite parts of the whole series is how they really lead up to, hey, there's these different, like, Turangriol, Angriol, Sangriol, and they're so, like, whatever, whatever. Like, nobody can make it. We just, yeah, gotta catch them all. And yes, it's true. And then, or you can create them all. And then all of a sudden, there's Elaine coming along the first like I die in a thousand years that can create them and look that opens up a whole a whole new world I'm I'm overriding your your song a new fantastic (laughs) point of view no one can tell us no or where where to go go. exactly (laughs) now I'm in a whole new world with you guys (laughs) Let's well, my favorite character, my favorite character is Tomanas. So, yeah. well, of course it is. He's your favorite character overall. Deserved. He's all yes. right. Yeah, he's he's great. No, um, you guys are gonna so, like him. No, wait. I, I choose the guy that was like, "Screw choose, you, Matt. I'm gonna charge you. I'm gonna charge all. outside of the <laughs> the hedgehog formation." <laughs> and oh shit, I died. I died. <laughs> Uh, so next time on the Will oh, Read, so we'll be doing two chapters, just two. We're back to the two train, um, forty-four and forty-five, and those chapter titles are the lesser sadness. 
And mm-hmm. after the storm. After the storm. It's I a good Mumford and Sons song. The sun will come out. Oh, no. Don't even get me started on that. I performed that song for my whole life. Like, literally, as a professional singer from when I was five until I was 15. Well, then how come I when he says after the storm, that wasn't the first thing that came? Because I think, because I, because in nowhere, it, in Bet nowhere your in bottom song, dollar that does tomorrow. she say after the storm? After the storm is a Mumford and Sons song. There's nowhere in the sun will come out tomorrow when I'm stuck with a day that's gray and lonely. I just stick up my chin and grin and sing. See, you don't want me to start operating out on you, motherfuckers. Riders on the stone. Ooh. Now we're going back. All right, sorry, uh, right, Alan. Right, right, sorry. Circle it, circle it. Circle the doors. Oh uh, yeah. So where, where were we? This is. Uh, we just, oh, we just this next is. Time, so, I'm sorry. Uh, you said doors. Yeah. This the is door. the end. This is my me. friend. Yeah. The end. Sorry, I couldn't. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you, Remy, so much for coming on. This has thank been a you. blast. Yeah, thank uh, you. It's been a lot of fun. Um, that, I, I really hope I wasn't too Wait, annoying. Pause. No, no. This I talk a lot. No, no. This has been great. It's been fantastic episode. Pause. Pause. So are we, you know, when we're looking at these titles? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even really dig into it. No, LS. I didn't dig into it at all. But the lesser sadness. I can say like the lesser sadness. Actually, yeah. What is the lesser sadness? Like, I mean, are we going to just have to choose someone to sacrifice that? Yeah. Like, or like a, think... you either got to help this person or that person, but you can't do both. So yeah. I think this is going to happen. Moral dilemma. A mat mm. chapter where he's like, do I let this many more people die to win? Or do I go to try to save them and potentially lose? Mm. I mean, I'm, I guess losing. Or does death, Rand so... abandon Matt on the battlefield in order to accomplish something else? And does maybe, Ra- and does maybe... Rand even know Matt is on the battlefield? Well, no, but no. Matt might see it as that way. Maybe this is where the tiff comes from. And then Matt does leave. Oh, no. And then after the storm. So, I look up and I look up. Sorry. I mean, I we look- know that they're literally storming on the battlefield and the storm could be like the the storming of the troops. Mm-hmm. Normandy. Or maybe uh, we, we have two chapters of battle and it's over with, or a chapter of battle and it's over with. Yeah. Alan could and- be fucking with us. The second chapter, we could shift back to Nynaeve and them and maybe, maybe they got on a boat and got caught in a storm somewhere. Honestly, Wheel of Time does that all the time. And I hate it. So be prepared for that the whole entire series. It's worse. It's not like we can go, fuck it, I'll just read so fast. I'll get back to this. We can't do that. You can't. I do genuinely feel bad for you guys in that regard because I'm completely incapable. Like I could not do a podcast like this. this I couldn't. I just couldn't. Like I, I on the disc scale, I'm a, I'm a well, I'm a high S, but also a high D. Like I want to risk take. I want to find out what's happening. I want to know what about that D. I, I am. I want to know what girl Rand is giving the D to in his triad. Here, we need you, to... This is how you do it. You literally put the book away. 
Got to. You put the phone down and you forget about it until an hour and a half until you're supposed to be on. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, wow. I, w- I, I wish that was a possibility, but I'm in a field where I have to be glued to my phone at all no. times. Mm-hmm. And also, I love books and I have no patience. No. So, yeah. No yeah. patience. I want it and I want it now. I'm a typical yeah. lady. Mm. So, thank you guys so, so much though yeah thank no it's been great fun. it's been fun we look forward to She's doing it again up. that'll be great anytime <laughs> literally anytime i promise i'm so sorry that i bailed it's not that i bailed on the last time it's just like at that point in my life shit like hit the fan so bad all good bad. life happens so yeah. but like literally you guys could ha- tell me the day the day of that you want me on and i'll be Fucking yeah, let's do it. Let's so- do it. <laughs> Love it. Tomorrow. Love it. Awesome. Yeah, tomorrow. So- tomorrow. tomorrow. I'm possibly, here. Possibly I'm tomorrow. here. So yeah, just possibly. yeah. Thank you so much. I love you guys. I'm so happy. This made me like you have no idea. This is like a bright light in my life right now. So I can't even oh. explain how much like tickling fancies. Giggity. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm so grateful. And like I said, I know I'm more of uh, even though I'm a Bella, I'm more of a lurker and I don't like super participate but like i obviously when i'm on yeah, yeah. i i guess so i creep yeah love my tlc but yeah like i like when i'm here i'm here so i literally give me 24 hours notice and i will pose my philosophical questions and musings anytime yeah. All right. Well, thank well, you so much. Appreciate it. And congrats on your new baby. Oh, Even thank you. though she's already seven weeks old, it's still he, new. He, he, he. He, sorry. It's, a, it's, a he. Yeah. it's okay. Oh uh, yeah. No, he's uh, seven weeks old. He's uh, he's he's doing great. He's eating and so sleeping. Know that. I mean, and pooping. And pooping. <laughs> well, then the Chantel wedding is next. He he has an XY. Chanel. Um, yes. Yeah, Chanel. Chanel. Yeah. Chanel. The, Chanel. The sorry. Yeah. Chantel. The, the, the wedding. The wedding is. October? Yeah, up soon. October. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just sent out just I know, we're, we're, we're really trying to end this, but I just sent out like text messages to people like, hey. Chantel's a hot yeah. name, so I'm here for it. Gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what she looks like, but she but I'm so happy One day for she'll you. Be on. Yes. You'll see her. Yes! Are you coming to Jordan Con? I wish I was. I can't because of my new job. I just started, so I You'll can't see take off time. Of but time. yeah, I want to see pictures. I, I'm so like I'm marginal. Like I'm kind of invested in you guys. I will admit, when I first started listening to the podcast, I, I did skip through the the personal parts for the first <laughs> okay. for the first half okay. for the first listen. half of the first season. But then literally through the first half, the you know what? I was like, yeah, because I drive and I listen. So yeah. but I was like, you know what? I actually like I really like these guys and I, I appreciate their humors and their, how they speak and their intellect. So I'm actually interested in what they have to say. So we have it to life. <laughs> about and I started listening before you started dating her. So oh, I have been yeah. invested. Yeah. I've been <laughs> invested in this before when he was complaining about his shitty girlfriends and how he was single and mad about it before. So like oh. I'm very particularly invested in his Come a long way, Chris. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> I am I am like next yeah. level invested in this relationship in borderline almost a creepy way, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I mean, I mean 
<laughs> Chantel's a very sexy name. And she is Chanel. reading. Chanel. Oh, God. <laughs> it's because it. it's okay. You know why I'm saying Chantel? It's because wow. I just watched America's Next Top Model. Oh, well, there's a Chantel. And one of the winners is a, is a Chantel. See, her real name is Elizabeth, but she'll kill me. Chanel, is, <laughs> Chanel is better because that's actually a high end fashion line it instead is. of a stupid America's Next Top Model model who isn't even doing it. So, Chanel, yes. I literally love you. If you ever <laughs> feel like. Christopher is not giving you what you need. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's just spoken of her. He's spoken of her so highly. What floral wreath are you laying at her feet? We're already, I'm a maiden sphere out here. But no, he has spoken of her so highly that I'm literally like very invested in this relationship, weirdly. And so you should probably just like live stream your whole wedding. We actually are thinking about putting on Facebook Lives. So. Could you? Could you? I would watch actually, it. If Alan's there, even if only one person it watches we'll it, I will. On the it's an episode. It's an the Wheel of Time wedding. The Wheel reads wedding special. It's bigger than the Office special. I'll come there and film it for you. I will throw flowers at. I'll put. I'll put GoPro on. Yeah, actually, there you go. I'll chat from I've been, looking, I've been trying to figure out who is going to Facebook Live this for me. And I will. Now you've solved it for me, Remy. I and literally will. Yeah. I will. I'll stream it. I'm also. I will. I'm a professional makeup artist and hairstylist. I will do her hair and her makeup on your wedding day. Ten years in the business, by the way. This is me saying I have a portfolio to back it up. I will do well at least her makeup for free. If I can come, Send me your information. I'll do the tattoos. Stream your wedding. I will do both for the wheel reads. I will live stream. I will make <laughs> Chanel look beautiful. You, you send me your information. And I will forward that to her. I know she's looking at somebody <laughs> right now, but no, no, I don't want to. But I'm, but I am. I, I, I'm very where I wasn't to begin with, you and say, I'm no, very. You not listen close enough. I'm cheap. You said free. (laughs) (laughs) Did you not give me earlier? I need a discount code. Wait, are you in Virginia, North Carolina? Charlotte. Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. I need a vacation. It's a little far out. I need a vacation. Okay. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. But no, it's, I'm so invested in you guys. I got a king size bed. Oh, well, don't tell me that. Shh, we have you plenty need, of space left. You, you, need to talk to, you need to talk to Chanel because I care. I love you, but I do care about yeah. Chanel more than Let I the care sister about wives work that you. out. Yeah, you got to You're great. But I honestly like I'm saying low key. I actually like Chanel better because I heard you and how you were complaining about things before. And then all of a sudden you got Chanel and you started speaking so highly of her. And I really more gravitated more towards her. Her. Okay. So. We're actually think we're actually like she's actively <laughs> reading. No, no. But listen, serious note. She's yeah. actively reading and almost done with um. What's what's the name of the book before this? Fires of Heaven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just before. No, Heaven. we're on Fires of Heaven. Yeah, Shadow Rising. Fires Shadow of Rising. Heaven. Like she'll be starting Fires. Yeah, of Heaven she got to catch up. She'll be starting it. She'll Fires probably finish this. Yeah, she has to be a guest. Yeah. She has like, to be six a guest. weeks left. That's going to be the yeah. best episode wait, ever. The, wait, the pause, first episode. Freeze. We have six weeks left of this book. Mm-hmm. Wait, six weeks? Yeah, I think that's so. six episodes. 
but you episodes. do it's multiple. Like 12 oh chapters. no, wait, not six six weeks because we have an episode tomorrow. This so five chapter. weeks. Five weeks. Shitballs, how many episodes? So how many chapters way, are left in this so book? She will, as I scroll through the book, she will catch up to us, or at least be midway through this book by the time we finish. So she, it, within the next two months, we'll be having her on. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Tomorrow, first, first episode of the next book. One, two, that would be three, so great to yeah, have five, her on. Five episodes after tomorrow. So we'll have to figure this out. I'm to get her to speed yeah. read. Yeah. Like work is there is no time. Yeah, the, nothing matters but the Chanel. And <laughs> I and I said your name right that time, so you need to listen to me. She won't even listen to this. Podcast I know, right I know, now. right? Probably, please, I know. None of But my I friends. will tell her everything you said. Including you should. us, you know, all King, King Bed, Just Chanel, I love you more than Christopher. Chanel, I got your name right. Um yeah. Chanel, I just love you. Well, how we can be found. <laughs> how we can be found is at the Will of Reads on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, everywhere. Please Facebook, Twitter, Twitter. Yeah, Facebook, uh, all those places. Um, you can also email us at the Will Reads at gmail.com, you know, website at the Will Reads.com. Um, yeah, and uh, just at the Will Reads, just type in Google, you'll find us. Um Support us through merch. We sell that. Um, apparently, you there's a discount code, though. <laughs> there is no discount. Code. There is no discount code. <laughs> when do I get there my next? No. When do I get my next merch item? I got uh, my shot glass. Uh, I'm ready for this, my next this, quarterly. This month, oh, it's, it's coming. coming. It's on its way. Uh, it's on its way. Uh, it's coming. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, so um, uh, merch. You can support us that way. You can support us at Patreon. That's a great way to support us. Um, Hello. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Della. Do it. Do it. Uh, and then also uh just by listening to us. So that's all I got for this week, guys. Until next time. Peace. Yeah. By the way, they're caught up on their orders. So I might actually get my shit on time because they actually are responsive on Facebook. Yeah. Bye. Bye, babies. <laughs> I love you. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to the Wheel Reads. See y'all next time. <laughs>